2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another installment of the best of Matt Connerton Unleashed. Of course, Matt Connerton Unleashed is live weekdays uh, emanating from our studio at WMNH 95.3 in Manchester, New Hampshire. But today we're not live. Obviously, this is a best of, which uh, means maybe we're on vacation or... Who knows, perhaps I was the last one to get uh, swept up in the Mueller probe, and I'm uh, sharing a cell with Michael Cohen. Who knows what could uh, what could have happened, but in any case, this is the third installment of the best of Matt Connerton Unleashed, bringing you some of my favorite clips from the last couple of years on, uh, on WMNH, and uh, let's dive right in, shall we? Our first clip for today's show is uh, a fun conversation that was was a bit of a surprise because I didn't know he was going to be calling in. But I was uh, recently joined uh, via phone by an old friend on the air, uh, Canadian comedian Joe Crawford, also host online of The Joe Show, a very popular program, uh, called uh, called into my show. John Hopwood was there in the studio with me as well, and the three of us had a great conversation. It was a lot of fun. Uh, So, without further ado, here's our first clip of the day. John Hopwood and I talking with the great Joe Crawford. Let's uh, take this call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? It's Crawford from The
3: Joe Show. Happy second anniversary.
2: Joe Crawford, how are you, sir? All the way from Canada, or Canada, as some like to say.
3: Canada, yeah.
2: How are you? I'm doing great. I think this is the first time you've ever called into my show live. I think so, yeah. You're my favorite Canadian. Well, next to Michael J. Fox, of course, and probably some random hockey player. <laughs> well, thank
3: you. That that says a lot.
2: What oh.
4: about Fergie Jenkins? You're not a fan of Fergie Jenkins.
2: I don't know who Fergie Jenkins is. Who's Fergie Jenkins? And you appeared on the baseball show all those years. Oh, that's true. Joe, do you know who Fergie Jenkins is? No, I don't know who Fergie and Jenkins is. And you call yourself a Canadian? Old. <laughs> yeah, uh, 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 well, he does call himself. A Canadian. He's the first Canuck to be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Mm. I forget, Joe. Do you have? Oh. Do you have dual citizenship, or are you strictly Canadian?
3: Strictly Canadian. I do have family who are American. Yes, but I am strictly Canadian only.
2: Yes, yes. Canuckistan. Oh, Kanuckistan. Wow. I like to think of it as uh, Northern Michigan, uh, personally. I hope that's not offensive to you, Joe. No USA Juniors. No, Northern to
3: Michigan, follow. Northern Montana, Northern New York. It all equals out the same because the weather all tends to be the same, anyways.
2: Oh, Jenny in the Facebook live chat says Jeezaloo. Now, you know what's funny about that? Because yeah. uh, you, you say that all the time, Joe. John Hopwood yeah. over here says G quite a bit. So he, he has his own version of G just without the uh. <laughs> that he's he's cutting
3: right to the cake He's uh, doing the shortcut version
2: Yeah, he's going right for the Lou He goes right from G's to Lou Or G-Zoo well, no, I G- like I like to keep it classic No, that's right, there's Mozartian. no Lou it's,
4: it's G-Zoo Well, I call it J-Zoo
2: you call it Jezu. Well, it'd be oh.
4: Jezu really, but, but it's I like spelled to call like it spelled like Jezu.
2: Yeah, but you're not Canadian, so why why do you say things well, like I'm that? Part French Canadian. Oh, there you go. All right, see, it all it all comes around. It all comes together. None of the Franco-American crap for me. Uh huh. <laughs> like can of cheap spaghetti. <laughs> right, right. So how have you been, Joe? What's new with you? We you and I uh, legitimately haven't talked in a, a really long time.
3: Yeah, no, I've been doing very well and been very busy. Uh, Of course, as you mentioned before, I have the Joe Show, so that's going strong. Yes. uh, Season 12 is wrapping up in the end of June, and we'll do season 13 in the fall time there. I have uh, another business that I run on my own, a lot of entertaining that I'm doing across Canada and in Ontario, the province that I'm from. And, yeah, just enjoying life and loving every minute of it.
2: Very nice. Loving every minute of it, of course, the name of uh, one of the hit singles from the band Loverboy, who are uh, also Canadian. I don't know if you did that intentionally, uh, Joe, but uh, that's what came to my mind when you said that. Feel free to take credit for uh, doing that intentionally, even if you didn't. That's what I, I would I do. did
3: that Fully, intentionally, just on purpose. Of course
2: you did, yes, yes. Loving every minute of it was, I believe, later in their career, but still a legitimate hit song. Is Loverboy still yeah, big? Oh, in, yeah, absolutely. Are they still big in Canada? Oh, yeah, especially... Are they really? I know a
3: lot of people in southern Ontario here love Loverboy and that, but yeah, they're, <laughs> they're very big.
2: I can't tell if you're kidding. I feel like you're kidding, no, but I'm I, not sure. No, you're, you're I, serious? I, I,
3: I wish I was
5: kidding, but I am not kidding.
2: <laughs> Well, all right. By the way, uh, Joe, are you uh, are you working for the weekend? (laughs) See what I did there. Uh, See, see, because you did. I'm actually
3: working.
2: I'm actually working on
3: the weekend, but Uh, not for the weekend. Well, that's
2: kind of the same thing. See, I mean, there you go. You know, because I had to, you know, I had to take your uh, loving every minute of it and just kind of, I just elevated the whole concept to the next level with my comment. (laughs) If you notice, I am a comic genius. Just ask me. You are fantastic. Thank you, thank you. No, I appreciate that. Now, what 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 will you be doing over the summer while you're uh, you're on hiatus from your show? Because you take a, a summer break, correct?
5: Yeah,
3: I do take a summer break. A, just a lot of performing and uh, enjoying the the surroundings and traveling a bit here and there. Uh, the big trip I'm doing, I'm actually doing it in September. I'm going to Israel for two weeks. So Jenny that's Jen- going to be a lot of fun. That's a vacation, not an actual work thing. That's a vacation, vacation. But yeah,
2: Jenny's going to be jealous. She wants to go to Israel. Who wants to go? Hmm. Oh, Je- oh Jenny. Who she- wants? Je- Jenny. Oh. She-, she wants to go to. Uh, she wants to go to Israel. So she'll be. Uh, she'll I'll be very jealous. Lot of and sh- I'll take <laughs> a lot of
3: pictures for her to see.
2: Very nice. Very nice. Outstanding. Oh I see uh Chuck Colancus is in the Facebook live chat as well as uh Stephen Philbrook and uh Jenny uh Jenny's making fun Hi, of Hopwood uh, there. So yeah. So uh uh well Joe so uh what's uh how are things going up there in, in Canada for uh, you know we talk about politics on the show how are things going for Justin Trudeau I uh saw that he he was in some trouble recently uh-huh.
3: The, the, yeah, and the election can't come fast enough to get rid of the guy. We have our election for the nation wow. in October, and yeah, there's lots of controversy going on, and two of his cabinet members have uh, have been ousted. Yeah, they and, they
4: threw them out of the Liberal caucus. Wow.
3: Yeah, absolutely. But Conrad out, Black and,
4: defended uh, that, you know, in the National Post. So I don't know. Who, who can argue with Conrad well, they, Black? Mm-hmm.
3: The big thing is that she recorded, but I mean, it's legal under our chartered rights here in Canada, in the criminal code, that uh, she recorded her conversations. And in our charter, it says that as long as one person of the conversation knows that there's a recording being done, which obviously that would be the person recording it, that it's fully legal. Well, so she, the other person doesn't need to know that it's being recorded. Okay. Now, and, however, if you're doing a phone call,
5: yeah. if
3: you're doing a phone call, then that person needs to know. But if you're face-to-face with that person, the other people do not need to know. Only one person needs to know, and that one person can
2: be the person recording.
4: Okay. And she was the Minister of Justice, so, like the equivalent of our Attorney General.
2: So so for me, I, I haven't followed this as closely, and, and, and for our listeners, did, did she record— uh, an interaction with Justin Trudeau that was uh, incriminating—is that what happened here? Or she was um, actually
3: recording not with Justin Trudeau, but uh, assistance of Justin uh, Trudeau okay. in uh, regards of the situation. I don't know exactly what it fully was either, but yeah, she was not actually recording Justin Trudeau; it was just other people of assisting Justin Trudeau.
5: Okay, all right. Uh-huh. And then
3: Ontario, our premier, is just like a mini-Trump up here.
4: Oh, Everyone come on. him
3: to a mini-Trump.
4: Have some sympathy. He lost his brother. Did he? <laughs> yeah, his brother was notor- a <laughs> It was the mayor of a Toronto. He was notorious. Oh, Rob Ford? Yeah.
3: Yeah, Rob Ford's brother is our premier.
4: Oh, wow. No kidding. Well, come on. You had uh, uh, Mike Harris. He's, uh, you know, I guess he wasn't as
2: bad. He's bat
4: I don't know if he's bat worse than Harris. Wow. And remember <laughs> well, Ralph I mean, Klein in Alberta?
3: <laughs> yeah, well, they're changing our Ontario logo because Doug Ford does it looks like three men in a hot tub.
4: Really? Hmm. That, that could be Manchester's uh, old... Oh, my uh, goodness. Doug Doug Ford
2: is his name? Rub-a-dub-dub. Doug Ford,
4: absolutely.
2: They're twin brothers. Rub-a-dub- yeah. Doug. Well, I remember seeing a television show that they had done together when Rob Ford was still alive and uh, I guess it only lasted one episode, but it was like just the two of them talking about politics and almost like an infomercial for themselves and their political careers. I have no idea what it was called, but I just remember seeing it on YouTube. And I guess it was yeah, like – Ford Nation. Uh, Ford Nation, yes, yes. But uh, it, it sadly, it only lasted one episode because Rob Ford – was well, I mean – Toronto is the fourth largest city in North America. (laughs) Rob (laughs) Ford really was a prominent figure there for a while just because of his buffoonery. Oh, my God.
4: But, look, you know, you're talking about this. When you were a tyke, you were at uh, Studio 54 with Justin's mom, uh, Margaret Trudeau, when she was with Mick Jagger. And the kid, the guy that had the plane load of cocaine.
2: Well, that's all true, but I can't really talk about that. I don't want to have to – I was paid a a large sum of uh, hush money, as we say, here in the U.S. to uh, not uh, uh, discuss any of that. I don't want to have to give that back because, frankly, it's already spent.
4: Because, you know, you're just – you used to operate the crotch cam, which
2: we won't go any further. Well, I did. And those are wonderful memories, but – Got you uh, quite an education. Yes, indeed. Yes, you know the, the to me the most disappointing thing about the death of uh, Rob Ford is that uh, Chris Farley had already died uh, a, a, a long time ago, and he would have been ideal to play Rob Ford in a in a movie about him. Like was a Chris bi- Farley, biopic. Canadian? No, but he but he was like he would have been perfect to play Rob Ford. Don't you think so, Joe?
3: Oh, absolutely, or like yeah. an SNL skip back in the day or whatever else. I oh, yeah. I mean, even Rob Fort got invited to Jimmy Kimmel, and he was getting international recognition, too, with the things that Rob mm-hmm. was
2: doing. Mm. Absolutely. I, I assume Doug uh, – I mean, you said Doug is like a mini-Trump, but it, but I, I assume he kind of has it together a little bit more than his, uh, than his brother did, at least, right? I mean, I, I would assume. Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, maybe not. They were in cahoots together. <laughs> Yeah, but I just mean in terms of just being an, a, a total buffoon, although you did say he's a mini Trump. So maybe he's just maybe he is as much of a blithering buffoon as his brother was. I don't know.
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what? They're they're really making if, uh, what's going to be really huge in Ontario. Um, and I'm I'm kind of sitting on the fence with it as well is the fact that, OK, so really, Ontario, Doug is trying to make a lot of the alcohol Habits of what United States has. Oh, that's where right. To be sold in corner stores now. Well, not yet. The budget just came out yesterday. Actually. You're going
4: to so, be able to buyers at 9 a.m. are going to be able to serve uh, liquor. Yeah, 9 a.m.
3: they can promote party hour. We're going to be able to do tailgating. <laughs> We're going to be able to. Uh, uh, basically, drinking the ca- like they'll be able to offer drinks in the casino for free, like, oh, as long as you're gambling, like they do in the states oh, as like well. The old, the old, like a lot, A lot, lot of uh, changes, which I mean will be very friendly for our American uh, neighbors and right. friends to come on up and uh, enjoy that same atmosphere. I guess you can say, but it does seem a lot like though it is a lot of drinking and alcohol throwing down our throats all at once. I believe if he actually did it right, because I'm not really get. I mean, I. I don't drink and drive. I'm not much of a drinker myself. But if he did it, like, gradually at different things, I think it would be perfect. But it's like, it just seems like everything's all drinking, mm. like tailgating, happy hour, 9 a.m., this. And it's deflecting from a few other things from that they're doing and cutbacks of health care and education oh. and that kind of nature. Yeah. But but here's free booze. And then we even did for one time <laughs> with a buck of beer and have a buck of beer. And, uh, and that was going on, too. Where uh, actually some breweries actually jumped on the bandwagon for a little promotion for like two or three months, where McKenzie you can buy um, a bottle of beer for a dollar. But yeah, it just seems like a lot of it seems like a lot of drinking. So it's a lot for his buddies, I guess you can say of that nature. But other than that, I think the like the casino because I like that atmosphere when I go to the states and I go gamble the casino.
5: Yeah, and you
3: have the option of a, of a, and I tip the waitress whatever else. Or I like going when I go to the Buffalo Bill. I'm not a Buffalo Bills fan, but I go to the Buffalo Bills game, and you have that tailgating experience, all again within reason, but it just all came at once. I think it's just a little too much for uh, us laid-back Canadians.
2: Since you've got uh, uh, pot. Yeah, Jenny in the Facebook live chat, in fact, was just asking, what is it like in a nation with legalized cannabis? Are you living in reefer madness now, or did the sky not fall? (laughs) The sky
3: doesn't fall, believe it or not. Like wow. and it's like nothing has really except there's a lot of I love dumb criminals yeah. stories and I love those kind of stories that you hear. And you can see I live on border town area with being in Niagara Falls, Canada, and Niagara Falls, New York, just literally right over the river. Yeah. And they have all the signs, literally, do not bring <laughs> cannabis over the border. Right. And the amount of stories we're hearing that people are getting caught at the border with marijuana, and and it seems to be like 50-50 legit Americans and Canadians, Americans are trying to bring it back to wherever they are decaying the <laughs> from. The Canadians are just carrying it on because it's legal. Wow! And it's like, come on, people.
2: Yeah, well, that is, uh, yeah, that does uh, seem awfully risky, you know. And it's not like you can't smell it.
3: <laughs> no, right? And I mean, I, again, myself, I'm I'm not a user of marijuana. I'm not against people who use marijuana. I actually believe that there are some health benefits. To marijuana uh, usage with pain and everything else of that nature, yeah. because I'm more um, not into pill giving, but more naturopathic exactly the ways of infusing that into your system. But yeah, I just like it, you. Everyone thought like, oh my gosh, there's going to be stoners all over the place, and everyone's going to be there's. It's like another day. Nothing has changed. Right. <laughs> it's
4: okay. Hey, uh, like yeah, you know, there's a burning question uh, down here. Is Uh, There's been a lot of talk about climate change, and we all know that Parliament in in, uh, Ottawa is a huge igloo. Are they dealing with the problem? I mean, it's been going on and off for 10 years now.
2: I'm sure uh, sure Doug Ford uh, does not believe in climate change, certainly. But the igloo. No, Doug
3: Ford
4: doesn't believe in climate change
3: at all.
2: (laughs) But the igloo is melted. put,
3: Put in a carbon tax. That just came out and no fooling, April 1st, that <laughs> raised up uh, carbon tax prices and gasoline prices up. And Doug Ford is like trying to slash the carbon tax and impose it. And I
2: believe
3: that there is um, actually uh, a lawsuit that is. Uh, being done up, or if not already in the process, not yet in the courts, but just in the initial beginning stages of it, of this carbon tax that's happening and inflicted upon Canadians.
2: Is, uh, I, I mean, is it a big spike in, in gas prices, or do you even notice it? Because gas prices tend to fluctuate anyway.
3: Exactly. Well, you know what? I, I've seen, we're, we're paying right now dollar sixteen a liter, so translate that into 4 gallon uh, 4 liters and a gallon is about 4 or 5 bucks a gallon we're paying Ooh. but yeah Ouch. but when the carbon tax came in it shot up 10 cents a liter no. so now we're looking at anywhere between a dollar 24 to a dollar 26 but unfortunately our canadians out west in british columbia they're paying about a dollar 72 <laughs> a liter right now so right. it's almost like 750 a gallon for gas. Yeah. And and they're part of that carbon tax as well and everything that Ottawa implemented.
2: Okay, okay. Yeah, Jenny in the Facebook live chat says, New Hampshire could learn a few things. Guess you can keep enjoying the tourist boost on us, you know, because of, uh, you know, the, the cannabis. And it's funny, we, we often lament here in New Hampshire where we are, uh, we're surrounded by states and a country... Because of you guys that have all gone full legal on cannabis and we just still can't get there. We are. We're, we're making progress. It, they finally decriminalized it here in New Hampshire, but uh, but it is still technically not legal.
3: No, eh? no. You know, I think if done right, because I know, too, like the province of Ontario tried to uh, do their Ontario cannabis store. And there was actually a. First of all, they got hacked, and there was a huge issue there that people's information got compromised and all Ooh. that. Yeah. Then there was a the fact that they were selling bad marijuana and it was going moldy, and the delivery system was not working properly. Ooh. Like, if. If it was running smoothly and got its act together, like, Colorado's doing it fantastic and making, like, money off of it. Like, I believe oh, yeah. that it can thrive with the economy, mm-hmm. that it could really help out, but it only has to be done right. But these few states that are down there, because I think now it's almost like 50-50 with you guys down there that uh, basically the states that have marijuana legal and not legal. But if we look at um, I wish, basically... I wish so, there was that many. Pardon? But-
2: uh, I said, I wish it was that many. We're, we're, yeah, we're. Oh. we're it's, it's not fifty fifty yet. We'll get there. We'll get there. But it's. Oh, it's, you'll get there. Yeah. Okay.
3: But the uh, the thing is, like, if we can look, or other people, or other states, or other nations can look at the platform that like Colorado has and it's doing well, mm-hmm. or other states that are doing it well, it can work really well and yeah. go with that. But it just seems to be like no one can understand the concept yet of how to actually make it work up here in Canada to its benefit yet.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, in Colorado, I know they they tax it, and uh, I don't know if this ended up happening, but at one point they were, they were uh, looking at potentially giving citizens of that state uh, tax rebates because apparently it's in their state constitution that if they have a surplus— and I, I I just know broad strokes about this. I'm no expert, but from what I understand, they have a. It's in their constitution. If they have a surplus, they have to actually rebate the taxpayers. Um, so they're they're just uh, swimming in money. Um, but you know, the the results appear to be over uh, overall. I mean, Colorado is kind of the litmus test in in the United States, even though um, other states have gone full legal. But everyone kind of looks to Colorado, both both positive and negative, because you also have people. Uh, online, who uh, who oppose legalization, who who talk about Colorado as though it's descended into some uh, apoc- apocalyptic hellscape since legalizing uh, cannabis. And I have one friend who who talks about that who says, "Oh, it, it's got it's gotten so bad." And he had taken a trip out there, and I guess uh, he's a state legislator. I won't say who it is, but he's a state legislator here in New Hampshire. And he did says he go
4: on a motorcycle?
2: Yes, okay. and he talked to well. he talked to. He could well.
4: benefit uh, from I, it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know, he, he talked to a state legislator in, in Colorado who told him uh, of a story of a. Uh, uh some kid who ended up in a coma or something because uh and they, it they would got, never have happened otherwise because they got right because they got a hold of some edibles and um you know uh, very uh, often been, uh, all of us have been there <laughs> and, and very often when when, when someone really wants to convince you of something all they need is just one story Uh, of anecdotal evidence and they think that that completely proves their case i call it i know a guy syndrome because everybody says oh i know a guy who got into trouble with this and that's why you shouldn't do it and that's why it should be illegal forever and it's like yeah you know a guy and maybe you really do know a guy but that's uh you know that doesn't change the broader uh reality and circumstances of it so but uh, my understanding is Colorado has yeah. done spectacularly well overall. Six billion
4: dollars uh, last year, one bill from one billion in 2016. In, in eighteen thousand jobs. In revenue from yeah. from okay yeah with sales. Yeah.
2: And and eighteen thousand jobs created because of it. Right. That's fantastic. I mean, how how can anyone argue with that? Yeah, you might have a few right, more exactly. You might have a few more stoned people walking around. Big deal. Plus, I've never believed that it being illegal actually prevents anyone from doing it who wants to do it. Because if it did, then why are our prisons full of uh, nonviolent drug offenders? Which reminds me. So in Canada, Joe, when they when they went full legal, what about people who are already, or maybe there's not much of it. Maybe there wasn't much of it up there. But what about people who are already in jail? for uh, possession and, and use of, of cannabis. Are they just... Yeah, they have
3: to... Um, there actually was... It was funny because before or as the legalization date was approaching, it was all this talk of what was going to happen with these prisoners who were in jail because of being, possessing, possessing uh, marijuana. But the uh, after it came, the legalization and that... We've—I've never heard specifically or any other stories about what happened to these individuals if they got their case relooked at, or yeah. are they still serving their term? Because even to, I think, about a month up to the legalization date, there was actually still a lot of police raids raiding the cannabis um, depots or whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. of these stores that were still acting illegally at the time. And they busted like so many, especially like in Hamilton and Toronto and the big cities out in Vancouver and that. And just and they were operating for fifteen, sixteen, seventeen it wasn't like they were just around for like a couple of years. They were like like veterans in this and well, all of big, a sudden before uh, cannabis became legal, there was like these raids that were going insane.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 that's that's frustrating, and and you know it's it's been a big, it's a pet issue of mine because well I I oppose the drug war in its entirety, and it, it frustrates me that, you know I mean all, all this talk about legalization of cannabis is great, and I want it to continue, and I want something done federally, and and all of that, but I also want you know people who ha- have been locked up, you know as long as that's all they're locked up for nonviolent drug offenders, I want them let out. I had this fantasy. Yeah. And I knew that it was a obviously I, I had a fantasy, and I knew that it, there was no chance of it happening Wait, my that on been uncut. that on his uh no that on his last day. In office, uh, President Obama would sign an executive order uh, granting an amnesty to all the uh, nonviolent drug offenders in our prisons on his on his way out the door. Of course, it would be challenged and, and, and struck down in court anyway if he did that. But I thought that that would be a great thing, you know, if, if even only and it as- would
3: have been overturned by President Trump because anything that Obama did,
5: Trump just
2: overturned it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. He's he's the anti-Obama. That's I know. That's part of his brand.
4: That's why I'm wearing the orange jacket today. He's rolled back the agreement between Major League Baseball and Cuba. Mm-hmm. Jesus, you know? Oh, boy. Yeah. Cuba. Canada's uh, never, uh, has never had relations with Cuba for a long, long time. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Isn't uh, Noralisk? is that... Well, everybody's inter... Uh, connected now.
2: It's a it's a global uh, world, which is redundant, I know, but... Well, some
4: Canadians <laughs> bought what are considered U.S. assets by U.S. because they were seized by Cuba. Oh, so interesting. So if we ever do normalize relations, which is ridiculous that we don't, but, mm. you know, it keeps everybody in Florida happy. That's Republicans.
2: true. That's true. There's going
4: to be a lot that has to be uh, worked out
2: mm. about ownership of assets down there. Speaking of the globe, do they have flat earthers in Canada? We have a lot of them here.
3: I haven't come across any, or haven't heard of any about any flat earthers here in Canada. So yeah, no, I don't. I'm going to say no, not that much.
2: Yeah, no, so probably because you're closer to the uh, North Pole, so it's uh, you're, you're naturally going to be more skeptical.
3: Yeah, I think so too.
2: Right. Well, that makes sense.
3: <laughs> and we, and we, and we're still, I think we're still trying to talk about the the North Pole. We still keep our fighting to say that uh, the North Pole where Santa lives is still part of Canada. Free
4: Nanavut. Huh?
2: Free Nanavut. Free Nanavut. right. I don't get it. You're not supposed to. Okay. <laughs>
3: Canadian code apparently.
2: Oh well. Well, you don't you don't apparently you don't get it either. Can't be Canadian code then. He's
4: from Ontario and a border <laughs> town. Boop
2: USA junior. Right. Yes. How often uh <laughs> how often do you get to the United States Joe? cuz you 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 travel down here quite a bit, don't you?
3: Oh my gosh, do I ever? It's hilarious because I mean, I what's hilarious is I do go over a bit. That's not the hilarious part. However, maybe <laughs> Um, well, I do maybe probably frequent it about maybe I would say at least seven, eight times a month. But I was coming from out east at the end of February, and I traveled from New Brunswick. But then I decided to go and drive to the states all the way back home, and they pulled me over. Who's they? The New Brunswick main border.
4: Right,
5: New Brunswick. Like yeah. the
3: fact that I crossed over quite a bit and they're like why do you come here a lot and i'm like because i live on a border town and this wasn't
6: <laughs> sufficient
3: enough for them so they like i mean i was like detained for an hour i mean i had nothing to hide no big deal or anything else of that nature yeah and but they're like oh you're just really traveling to go home i said yeah and then they were like well why do you i mean i got family and like in the western new york area i come over shopping quite a bit i get gas quite a bit because even though the dollar isn't that great you can still get some great deals and if you make a good trip out of it you can still do a lot of saving
2: sure so they just did-
3: well, I, I, would, I would say I eight eight uh seven eight times a month
2: yeah but they detained you for an hour you said they detained me at the main border yeah for an hour Jeez,
4: what a pain yeah what, what do you mean yeah. uh the, I mean- the main new brunswick border new brunswick's one of the states isn't it
3: <laughs> oh, New Brunswick
5: is a
4: province. Oh it. come on! You're starting to talk like Bernard J. Ouellette right
2: now. We should annex it. I we mean, all
4: know it's one of the states. Why Donald Sutherland comes from uh, New Brunswick? Well, we know
2: the uh, Trump. Yes. We know the Trump administration doesn't care about Puerto Rico, so maybe we could uh, get rid of Puerto Rico and annex New Brunswick. Th-
4: why would we? Oh, that's, <laughs> we won the war in 1833. Uh, didn't we? Win,
2: we we won New Brunswick fair and square. Well, that's true. I mean, we could use the logic uh, Putin used to uh, take back uh, Crimea. We'll take uh, we'll take back New Brunswick. How's that sound? Take well? it well, back. I think
3: there was a story not so long ago where I think
4: that um, when did we lose
3: Americans it? from? Well, Americans from Montana were trying to sell or sell Montana to Canada.
4: <laughs> really? <laughs> As if they need more uh, more of the prairie, right? The high, <laughs> the high plains. Oh, boy. What, were they trying to go with Ralph?
7: Imagine your new bathroom
2: When he was uh, the premier of Alberta, what's wrong with Montana? Yeah. You guys don't want Montana. I actually don't mind giving him Montana. Well, have you ever been to Montana? No, that's why I don't care if they have it. <laughs> don't fall into a mine <laughs> shaft. Oh, no, oh, no! Oh, well, geez, you're not exactly selling this Montana thing. Uh, None of it. Jenny in the Facebook live chat says, uh, protecting Americans from uh, comedians since 2016, referring Prote- to the uh, Border Patrol there. <laughs> protecting uh, protecting uh, uh, Americans in New
4: Brunswick, I guess. <laughs> That's right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what I thought was really interesting, and neat, though between the American border of Maine and New Brunswick is that literally I could have, and it was it just boggled my mind, like just before crossing the border, it was like, say, 2 p.m., and then literally you cross over the border, it was 3 p.m. But you were, like, exactly in the right same spot area, just in two different countries. But because of how the time zones work and right, same, Atlantic like, time times and whatever else, it was like, wow, I can have one foot in one time zone and one foot in the other
5: time zone.
4: Right. You know, I'm just saying, when I was a kid, you know, there is no border. There is, but there wasn't. Even here in Manchester, we used Canadian because it was at par. And, uh... You know, there was no border. Some people uh, – yeah. one of my father's business partners, he's, he gets busted in New Brunswick. He says, what, what do you mean this isn't the United States? <laughs> oh, he had geez. no idea. <laughs> he was originally from Boston. But there was – you know, you just went across, you know. Yeah, yeah. In, in their places, I mean, you know, there were major border crossings where you have to say, yeah, United States. Don't say American. They could get the snippy about that. But – uh you know just regular places where people live like caribou man you just go right
2: across
4: that's but right. that's not true anymore not since 2001
2: jenny says it's the dreaded canadian cooking comedians build a wall hey is there ever um is there ever talk in canada about building a wall to keep us out
4: that's a good idea no absolutely not <laughs> oh. i
3: mean i i mean we just decide hey we're not going to come down and be a part of it for the four years that you guys are in right now. So <laughs> We're not coming down at all, but no no wall, but uh, it's funny to keep the Canadian, Canadian note because uh, and and nothing against these border patrol guys on both nations, United States and Canada, because they do do a lot of work and try to protect our borders and that stuff, and your borders as well. But I remember one time, it was early morning about 7 o'clock on a Wednesday morning, I was going over to go get gas in Western New York. And I have my face on my van advertising myself and the Joe Crawford live website. Yeah. And so the guy, the American patrol officer says to me, he goes, what do you do for a living? And I go, I do singing comedy shows. And he goes to me, sing me a song. I go, you gotta be kidding me. I gotta (laughs) sing you a song. He goes, sing me a song. I go, Really? He goes, sing me a song where I will not let you into the United States. (laughs) I said, really? But Okay, so very badly, because I was like 7 o'clock in the morning and whatever, I was like, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's amore. And the guy goes, just like that, and the guy goes, yeah, don't quit your day job. Have a good day.
5: Wow.
3: But you've got to kind of submit to them because – they, they, you are at their mercy, right? Like, exactly. I, mean, I yeah. could have said, no, I'm not singing you a song and argue with him and he could have turned me back.
2: Right, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, well, did, did you tell him not to quit his day job either because you assume he has no uh, actual talent? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been like... No, I
3: just think I just
7: said, thank you very much, sir, and I went on
2: uh, to get my gas. I would have been tempted to say, yeah, don't quit your day job either, buddy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you found your uh, your calling. <laughs> you know, And then I would have been one of those people who would have been in
4: jail. That's true. You know, it's taboo. My father, he had a pistol in his car, yeah. and he was going across, shooting across Ontario to save some time.
2: Shooting across Ontario. Yeah, huh, yeah. I see what you did there. But he was going you know, to get...
4: Because you know you can cut a lot of time off, right? And, right. And uh, the uh, the woman that was uh, going, to, he had never really had problems because you know he dresses well. He's a he's a Caucasian of a certain you know type. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's driving a big his Cadillac. But she started going through his luggage, and usually if he had gone through, he had hidden it well. But yeah. this time he had it in his uh, suitcase. Oops! And uh, got a little
2: careless, did he?
4: But as she's getting closest, are you go- Are you going to play with my undies or something? And she was shocked and throws the thing. Oh, that smart. Wow, that's smart. <laughs> he would have been screwed. He's in Canada. Yeah, so, see, he never uh, did that again. Wow. No. wow. But
2: the uh, well, listen, uh, that well, make... gentlemen, I got to sign off and go. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say we've we've kept you on for a while, but now, it's uh, my, uh, great to
4: talk to you, Mike Huckabee. You know, has all the sympathy in the world for you guys over the melting igloo. But, you know, there's little he can do because it's God's will. And that is the truth.
2: That's right. About Mike Huckabee's opinion. Yes, there. yes. Joe, before you go, do you want to do a quick plug for uh, for your show and your uh, website and stuff? Do you have time? Yeah,
3: absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to make a quick plug here. JoeCropperLive.com. You can check me out there and all the information of what I do, entertaining. You can uh, see that all there, the social media. And, of course, the Joe Show that is on Sundays at 4 p.m. online at RevealingTalkRadio.com. We have a lot of great celebrity guests and fun on there. And yeah, we're on until at least uh, the middle or end of June. And check it out, the Joe Show Sundays at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you, guys. That's really kind of short, but I'm going to go see the Harlem Globetrotters.
5: Oh, very cool. Do you very think
4: nice. the, Do you think the uh, uh, the Generals are going to win this uh, game this time? Do they still play the Generals? I, I,
3: no, I, I, I don't know if they're playing
4: general.
2: I'm not too sure. <laughs> All right, Joe. Well, thank you so much for the call, my friend. It is wonderful to hear from you. Maybe we could, uh, I'd love to do this more often with you, man. But uh, but thank you so much, and uh, have a good night. Thanks. Likewise, guys. Take care. All right, brother. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Well, that was cool. That was a big surprise, actually. I had no idea he was going to be calling, and, like, legit, I haven't actually had a a conversation with Joe uh, in a long time. Well, that was cool. Always nice to hear from Joe Crawford. And uh, like I said, when I introduced the, uh, the clip, that was a big surprise was not expecting to get a call from him Uh, up next on uh, the best of Matt Connerton unleashed. I got a couple of clips. I'm going to share with you right in a row. Um, Just to explain what you're about to hear. So Eric Gagnon, also known as EZG. Uh, He is the entertainment reporter on The Morning Show with Peter White, which, of course, you can hear weekdays from 7 to 9 a.m. with a replay 2 to 4 p.m. right before this program. Uh, But, uh, uh, you know, and and Eric does occasionally pop in on uh, Matt Connerton Unleashed as well, and he and he'll uh, he'll call occasionally. The thing about Eric on the phone is he has a tendency to interrupt and talk over people. He talks, but he doesn't really listen. And that can be a little frustrating and not to pick on him because we love Eric. He means well. But, uh, but that is one fatal flaw that he has is he just doesn't listen when he's on the phone. Even when someone uh, in the studio is expressing concern for him. So I'm going to play a couple of clips for you of uh, EZG kind of getting a little bit of a dose of his own medicine because a certain cast member of Matt Connerton Unleashed, known as Virtual Dave Ridley, decided to uh, maybe do some interrupting of his own (laughs) with uh, with Eric uh, on the phone. So I'm going to play, actually happened two days in a row, so I'm going to play a couple of clips for you of that very thing. This is really funny. I think you'll like this. Do uh, you think he's using the facilities? Oh, he usually comes in with you. I was afraid something had happened because Peter White on the morning show—he keeps losing people.
1: I know. Uh, I know.
2: Len hasn't been there for a while. Len Lorenz. Uh, Eric Gagnon is apparently ill. Uh, I heard about won't that will be there one, tomorrow. Yeah. And and uh, you know, I uh, I was speculating earlier that. Uh, you know, at the rate he's going, he might get a visit. Uh, he's going to be very lonely. He might get a visit from the ghost of John McCain. Who knows? Oh, you know. I'm John McCain. See? I know. Or maybe even virtual Dave Ridley. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> I have these uh, these entities that have uh, descended upon my show. And it's like I was telling Jenny earlier. Like I have no control over it. Like uh, the ghost of John McCain just haunts the studio. Right. Between four and six, and virtual Dave Ridley has taken over the computer like Hal in 2001.
1: Right? Didn't he? Uh, it, didn't he shut off the computer the other day? Re- reboot it for you? He did. I, I heard about that. Yeah,
2: Yeah, because I I I don't know why. I, I don't know why he does. He was uh, frustrated about something. He don't know. sound like Matt. Yeah, he's he, and he gets mouthy, <laughs> and it's it's very. Uh,
3: you're going to you're going to think it's an April Fool's joke what I'm actually calling about. You're not going to believe it and I didn't believe it for a while. I had to research.
2: Yeah, see, and then he goes <laughs> off on these wild tangents that don't have anything to do with anything. But did you notice the balloons? Today is the 2-year uh, anniversary of Matt Connerton unleashed here at WMNH 95.3 FM. And uh, someone thoughtfully left some uh, blue balloons. Wow. Isn't That's that awesome. nice? Yeah. That's very nice. Yes. So happy anniversary to to me and, and of course, uh, the ghost of John McCain and virtual Dave Ridley. And we have a call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's
8: this? Uh, yeah, Easy G again. Easy G. How are you, sir? Oh, Daryl hey, Dion. I'm just funny to tell you, Ben. Daryl Dion is That's here. And I've he's... been working at uh, Creamland with a lot of the. Uh... Oh, not a lot, but a couple of the kids, uh, well, not really kids, but younger than me, obviously. Uh huh. I mean, there's one high school kid that works there. Yes. My new favorite, I and mean, a lot of them go, go to the Memorial, so I said, well, hey, do you know young Ben Dion, the teacher?
5: Oh. <laughs> said,
8: oh, yeah, I know that guy. I said, yeah. Who, uh, I said, Eric? No. Eric who's the. have uh, had you for. Who are the teacher. kids that you some have there? I have not, but most of those kids. Not really kids, but they're older now—about twenty something. I know you've been working there for a couple of years, right, Ben?
1: Yeah, this is my—it's uh, my fifth year over there at Memorial. Who uh, the? Who are the, uh, who so are the one, people one that one knew me?
8: A, I think he's just a sophomore, so he hasn't had you yet, but he knows who you are. So it's one of my new favorite questions to ask. Do you know this guy, and how do you know Ben Dion? So well, he—he he has the, uh, the show on Thursday nights. So, oh yeah, I've heard about that show. <laughs>
2: oh. <laughs> heard about that show.
9: He means he doesn't listen. <laughs> right, right. I'm on
8: a little show called Peter White Morning Show, really. I mean, yeah. Like, oh, I never heard of that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well. Uh, it was funny, the other day when, when the uh, the milkman left on Monday, <laughs> uh, I, the, uh, I, I had to say something. My boss, Nicole, the lady also plays her sister, Natalie. Nicole said, wow, he's that radio guy. I mean, that guy. The he has a perfect voice for the radio so I had to say something you know
5: uh, well of it's
8: course the running gag of the Peter White morning show is do they know the easy G's is working <laughs>
2: right yes
8: uh, so I told okay, I was there, because I've been talking to you guys up for a couple of weeks now I said, oh, wow thanks for advertising
2: well, I know that uh, Daryl Dion here is, is very excited to hear from you because, uh, Daryl, you sounded – I was listening to uh, the morning show. You sounded genuinely concerned for the health and well-being of uh, EZG. I definitely was. Uh, I had returned from a uh, bathroom yeah. trip, and uh, he was definitely but still, I uh, under the help.
8: weather. I'm thinking, I'm thinking it's cellulitis. <laughs> I just called up around 4 o'clock and asked for, uh, for some results. He said the results are in, but the nurse has to read them.
1: He doesn't really care what <laughs> so I got
8: to say. Either here or, uh, you know, later tonight or I'll hear some reports. Oh, uh, okay, whatever. I'm thinking of cellulitis because <laughs> both my feet are swelled, my legs are swelled.
2: How about the head? Okay, okay. No, right, enough of that. More, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. So what? Like
8: I told uh, Matt earlier, i would be home resting tomorrow. So oh, I, mean, be, I uh, see. Yes, I get it. All right, fine, yes.
5: So you're not coming on the show tomorrow?
8: No, I already made not that really. announcement earlier. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The to the next four days. No one seems to be very excited. No, I had no idea. So, anyways, I'll be listening to the uh, full report tonight. It's not it's some to a, uh, uh, Quaalude TV. guy who's talking about do awful, awful music. music. So I'll be and I, that's to not, no, so, uh, no, it's not, it's not working. It's not working. just be mad. Oh, hey,
3: day. I have some. I have something for you if you want it. Can you hang up for a sec?
0: <laughs>
2: oh, I think Eric. Thanks, Matt. Goes.
0: Thanks, Matt.
2: Virtual Dave Ridley. I, I just want to apologize to Easy G and, and, and everyone uh, on behalf of virtual Dave Ridley, who was very rude just now, just talking over oh, Eric like that, because <laughs> Eric, of course, as we all know, would never talk over anybody. Never, oh, no, no, yeah, never. Especially not when uh, someone like yourself, uh, uh, Daryl Dion, would would be expressing great concern for uh for uh eric agnan he would be uh so appreciative of that that he would never interrupt you and talk over you and yet here's virtual dave ridley being very rude to eric i, I just can't even believe it i am no longer concerned oh good good he, he's just fine yes he, he seems yes. pretty normal yeah. yeah or i mean he, well seems pretty much like <laughs> uh, seems like himself. No, you don't want to use the word normal uh, no <laughs> he seems like himself all right we all got right. time for one more quick call hi welcome to matt Conderton unleashed who's this Good morning. May I please speak to the lovely and talented Mr. Carnation? That is uh, that is me. That is one of the many uh, variations uh, of my name. Yes. <laughs> how
7: how, how or, are you?
2: Or what did uh, what did Easy G call me? Uh, Mike uh, Connerin, I think. About uh, how, how are you, Brooklyn Mike?
7: <laughs> I'm fine, thank you. I'm just calling
3: to say congratulations, Matt, on two years.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much. You're well, welcome. That deserves an my air. My
3: prediction. That deserves an Is you will make it to. 20 years on on
2: the radio 20 years oh my goodness that's my that's my prediction that's your prediction well we'll uh we'll we'll see what happens we'll see if we can make that happen yes yes
3: you could you could do it matt i was hoping i was i didn't know if the uh ecg
6: soliloquy was over yet (laughs) (laughs) it just doesn't end i mean
7: Greater Columbus Sports Commission is proud to celebrate the history of women's athletes and the 50th anniversary of Title IX with a new podcast. The Starting Nine Up podcast will feature some of the most important female voices in local sports. Hosted by iHeartMedia's Matt McCoy, Starting Nine Up explores stories you may be familiar with and others you might be hearing for the first time. Listen and subscribe to Starting Nine Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts just keeps on o keeping M on god i know well c- can you believe how rude virtual dave
2: ridley was for just talking over him like that so i'm, I'm, I'm embarrassed well,
3: he, yeah well that only virtual dave would do that he would never do it if he was live you know what i'm saying that's that's the beauty of the virtualness
2: right that is, well that's true yeah that's absolutely true all right
3: all right guys i'm gonna let you go i know it's getting late uh Daryl, Ben, have a great night. Have a great show.
2: Thanks, Brooklyn, Mike. Thank you. All right, Brooklyn, Mike. Thank you for the call, my friend.
5: (laughs) Okay, fellas. See ya.
2: All right. Bye-bye. Oh, and hello to uh, Fred Bonig uh, from the Daily Ripple, and we have another call. Hi. Welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed.
8: Who's this? Oh, guys.
2: Oh, it's uh, EZG, Eric Gagnon. Uh, Eric, uh, I, I want to apologize, by the way, because yesterday you called and uh, uh, virtual Dave Ridley was just uh, talking over you and he was very rude. Yeah. Now we have the real
8: one. Oh, all right. Yes, but. Uh, but I, won't uh, take, I won't take offense to it. Yes. Yeah. The, oh, there and is again. I want to get something out there before the uh, the show ends. I know soon you got to really. uh, off the air for the weekend, but. Yes, please. Unfortunately, I won't be able to go, but the. Uh, People in the audience obviously can go and support my uh, my great my great well, friend well, Amanda McCarthy is going to be in the house. At Panucci's Music Hall tomorrow no, night at nine o'clock. Who is? She's be closing the place? Amanda, Amanda- McCarthy, uh,
2: the great Amanda McCarthy. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Virtual Dave Ridley's not familiar with it, but no, I've interviewed. I'm assuming interviewed, it's a uh, uh, free
8: show. There's no cover, but it is a yeah, 21 show. Yeah, I'm not going to get that, or like it. they do serve alcohol there, so
2: right. Oh, Did, I, may, I
3: see. Yes, I get. It. Okay, all right. Fine, are you yes. allergic I'm to, to alcohol? That,
8: because I won't be able to check it out because obviously I'm I'm supposed to be resting my feet. So. That's right.
4: That was me knocking on your door a couple
3: There's
8: weeks That's one show ago, I will me. not be able to yes, check I, uh, it out, but.
4: Were your feet hurt in okay, Creamland? Yeah. What? Are you going to be watching, uh, te- you know, the greatest customer cream land ever had was Ted Gatsis. He's got a horse, uh, in the Kentucky Derby. Did you know
2: that, oh. uh, Easy G? Yeah, I heard about that. That's exciting. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah I hope to uh, own it
4: next year. Wow. Still, are you
2: still on about that? What did you say? I, I, I'd i have to pwn it next year?
8: What?
4: No, I hope to own it next year oh, no. after I sue his pants.
6: Like well, well, you, know, you guys could, have
8: if if you were, you like, a great weekend. I national know you're show, kind of like be time. That, so. You could have your show, Yang well, you Kong, or, or bye, there could bye. be
3: protests at your offices or something over something like that.
2: Uh, once again I have to apologize to uh, EZG Eric Agnon. Can you believe Virtual Dave Ridley just talking over him like that? That's uh that's terrible. Had right he heard no, his speech. Okay,
3: I'm done. I got to go. I
8: got to
2: go. Dave Ridley, I mean Virtual Dave Ridley, please. Uh next thing you know, uh, the ghost of John McCain is going to start just uh rambling on uh non- nonsensically about whatever we and then should be able to deliver bottle hot water to dehydrated babies. It's out of control. It's pandemonium in here. My goodness.
4: Well, uh, he should know he was able to, uh, delivered uh, jelly gasoline to burn the flesh off of Vietnamese babies. Well, I
2: suppose, but
4: I a- have never, um, been an astronaut, but I think I
9: know the challenges of space.
4: Uh-oh. And he's going to be the head
2: of the space force.
4: Well, I, yeah. We're
2: all really impressed. Uh, just ghost of John McCain.
4: put it on the books, spend some, put some money aside from it, pay people off. And let's just forget the nonsense of like
2: the F 35 or these new aircraft carriers, uh, <laughs> that junk. By the way, hello to uh, Rhonda Ostrowitz-Favero in the Facebook Help me live, Rhonda. Chat, live chat. Oh, very well done. She says uh, five- and six-year-olds uh, sucking on pacifiers here in California. Oh, my goodness. Why are they doing that? I don't know. It's going to mm. ruin their teeth. Oh. She also says, I remember Archie Bunker for President shirts back in the 70s. Well, getting back to it, it's not that you know the situation in the inner city schools was
4: horrific, which yeah. I thought would have been better... Uh, And I'm still of the opinion, reparations, giving black folk capital under their control to use in the schools they have.
6: Oh, you're exactly right.
4: You know, I'm just saying um, to understand the people and the idea, sending your kid into an inner city school, which was horrific, and there were higher levels of violence, violence tracking with poverty, not race. Right, exactly. There was going to be a reaction against it, and it was a top-down thing from the uh, courts. Yeah. And there was a reaction. People reacting against it. And I remember I, I still – I love Mike Dukakis. I went through him the entire thing, even down to his miserable defeat in 1988. You're about his height. No, he's taller than me, but not he by really? much. No. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he is short. But, uh, you know, it's what Mike Barnacle said uh, – friend of Lou D'Alessandro, uh, you know, he's in Brookline and he's they're imposing this stuff on Boston. It's tearing the city apart, tearing... Uh, because of the idea. You were in your neighborhood. People didn't move as much then. You When you went up in the social class, you know, because of the schools and everything, you get better schools. Suddenly you're being torn away from that. Mike Dukakis is in Brookline, you know, up, upper middle class suburb. Let's put it that way. Why don't they include? Why didn't they include them in the busing plan? And they didn't.
2: By the way, Ed Murphy says exactly, John. It's poverty, not race. Absolutely. No, it is. I agree. And the cool. violence. I agree. And the yeah. violence. Yeah. And
4: when you talk about scores and everything, you know, I've gone through PTSD, and they have actually talked at the school committee here. You know, talking about what the kids go through. I'm sure that uh, people that live in an inner city have. They have a form of PTSD right and, and of course that would create problems, but yeah. it was just a situation that was horrific it didn't work. People pulled their kids up, the schools collapsed utterly and uh, it was a big reason one of the reasons why the Republicans the Reagan Democrat you know because people racism is just something like you just said it seems that racism is in every race everybody. And it's just like some shorthand thinking. You know, like, yeah. you just go to that. Well, right. you're different than that. Yeah. You, you, you know, but they, they're talking about reparations in this current campaign. I worked on a, some, a project of reparations, what was it, 12 years ago, and I was in New York in the publishing industry. I figured it was $3 trillion then. Yeah. That would be owed. But to give black folk their own capital, but, you know, that's an ideal world. And... and
2: Yeah, well, because
4: there's always the people in cahoots, the straw bosses with the man that are going to steal as much of that money as they can. Let's uh, what was the guy, uh, Ron Brown, who was Commerce Secretary. And oh,
2: yeah, he died in a plane crash. And Clinton's campaign. Yep, he took
4: advantage of a law. To uh, that was to uh, counter redlining in yeah. African American communities. Yeah. Redlining is you don't give mortgages over the red line. Yeah,
2: you know there uh, risks. Let's grab this call yeah. and we and then we got to go. Hi, welcome to Matt Connorson Unleashed. Who's this?
8: Hey, uh, this is uh, E D G again. Me, oh. uh, John. Unfortunately, I have cellulitis again. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Both my legs and both my, my, my feet. A so weeks I to try to get myself better with the antibiotics.
4: Yes. Well, yes. good luck because uh, okay, you seem to be doing
8: whatever.
4: well at uh, yeah, uh, Creamland.
8: No, no fun. Believe me, it's nothing, nothing. Okay, you, okay. Nothing All right, of
4: that. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck Play to painful. you. If you can make it uh, 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 easy, G, at uh, Billy's Sports Bar Sunday, the 14th from 48, we're having a, uh, a yeah, um, remembrance. i take a
8: pass because I, I got to rust up.
4: You, can you Are you allergic to beer?
8: I'll, I'll be Not there to really. spirit.
4: Joel Elber's going to be there. Not really. Yeah, uh, you know Joel. Sorry. Well, everybody uh, should come I mean, to uh, Belly's. Uh, you can have some iced tea. Are
3: still on about that?
4: Yes, I am, Dave. Oh, okay. That mesh network is a pain in the keystone. I
2: know. All right, we do have to go. Uh, thank you, EZG, for the call. Thank you, uh, Dave Ridley, uh, for calling. Thank you uh, to uh, Joe Crawford, the great Joe Crawford from the Joe Show. <laughs> Be sure to check out Joe Crawford Is he related to live. Sam Crawford, .com. the great uh, baseball player, think, Hall of Famer? I think so. I think they are all related. Thank you, John Hopwood, for popping in. Thank you to everybody in the Facebook live chat. We got to go.
4: And I'm looking so forward to Monday when we have the big uh, switch over to your new format. And as part of the second uh, year celebration,
2: hopefully I'll have the new hat. Should I tell him? Nah. What, what what you say? Oh, never mind. We'll see you Monday. Oh, uh, hello to uh, Tony Petrillo in the Facebook live chat. It says Eric is uh, is allergic to life. LOL. I want a pacifier. Oh my goodness! So there you go. A little bit of easy G. Eric Agnon getting a taste of his own medicine. <laughs> That's all right. We love him. We we really do. It's all all the uh, picking on him that we do is done with affection. You're listening to the best of Matt Connerton Unleashed. By the way, when the show is live. Uh, We do broadcast not only live on FM on WMNH 95.3, but it also goes out on Comcast 97 in Manchester, and of course is streaming worldwide at WMNHradio.org, and we do have a lot of people who listen Uh, actually across North America uh, online. So very, very grateful uh, for that as we continue to build our audience. And, of course, on the Matt Connerton Unleashed Facebook page. And uh, if you haven't given that a like, please do so. We would love it. Uh, And that's a great way to interact with the show. All right, so we're going to uh, keep this going. We have another clip for you. Uh, I think we played on a previous best of my first conversation with this caller, Father Bruno Sarducci, the nephew of Father Guido Sarducci, calling all the way from the Vatican in Rome. Uh, well, he uh, he called back recently, uh, and uh, not only did he uh, call back to have a little conversation, but he uh, he compared President Trump to the Pope, and he serenaded us. It was uh, quite the eventful discussion. So let's go to that. That's our next clip. Here it is, Father Bruno Sarducci. Hi, welcome to Matt Conners and Unleashed. Who's this? This is Father Bruno Sarducci. Hello, Matt. Oh my goodness, Father Bruno Sarducci. How are you, sir? Yeah, uh, yeah, the,
6: I watch you all the time. All know. the all the way I get from on the my Vatican. Facebook page. Oh, very I'm nice. I'm your friend.
2: Yes, yes. Thank you for friending me on Facebook, uh, Father. <laughs> It's
6: wonderful. Yeah, but you know, I love WikiLeaks. I love it.
2: You love WikiLeaks. I love
6: WikiLeaks.
2: Now, what what is it that you love uh, about it, uh, Father Bruno?
6: I love uh, information. Yes. I love information. Yes. And WikiLeaks has a lot, lots of lots of uh, informations, and I I love it. I, I I don't know why, but I I know uh, you know Donald Trump he he like it too.
2: Oh yes. Well, today he claimed that uh, he doesn't know anything about WikiLeaks. These no, ah, he's
6: just he's just playing it closer to the chat. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, even the Pope, he 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 loves WikiLeaks. Really? You know, but they they never get any Vatican information. You know, it's impossible.
5: Right. Of course. Yes.
6: Well, yeah. Li- yeah. We don't we 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 don't use a computer. You know? <laughs> We're not getting into that game. We know how that ends. Right.
2: No, I understand. No, Father. You know,
6: no text, no no nothing. You know, we, right. we write it down, then we burned it
2: up. That's probably wise for a variety of reasons. But let me ask you this, father. So uh if Julian Assange could somehow manage to get there, would you offer him asylum at the Vatican?
6: Yeah, we don't get into the asylum thing too much, you know. We've had a few legal problems here in the Vatican. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's uh, it's uh, you know we're trying to keep our nose clean now because, uh, well, it it costs a lot of money to to shut people down. You know, (laughs) kind of like Donald Trump. You know, I mean, you gotta you gotta pay people off. You know, they call it a lawsuit, but you you know what it is? It's a payoff.
5: Right? Yes. Yes.
6: Yeah, but uh, you know. But the Pope, uh, he's, he's behind uh, Donald Trump, 110%. Oh, that surprised me. Yeah, he's just me. like Donald. He's just like him. Really? Except he's not married, you know, to anybody.
5: Right, he's right. He's not married
6: to Melania, you know, beautiful woman, you know. Right. I, I get it. I get Donald Trump totally, 100%. I get him. And, uh, he know, love, he loves WikiLeaks, too.
2: Right. I was kind of under I, I the... I uh, don't use
6: no computer, because they're going to get
2: it. <laughs> I was kind of under the impression, though, that the Pope uh, didn't necessarily agree with President Trump on uh, things like uh, immigration and uh, a border wall and things like that.
6: Yeah, we got to make it look good. You know, we got like you know we got <laughs> oh, a lot of parishioners in South America. Yes, you know, we got to make we got to make it sound good.
5: Right. No, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh,
6: you know, we don't want to lose them. Uh, we got a lot of collection uh, plates. You know, going through the <laughs> South American cathedrals. So, you know, it's it's about it's a business decision.
2: Right. Well, that, that makes complete sense, uh, Father. I can understand that entirely. You have a lot of uh yeah, parishioners yeah, yeah, down yeah. there. Yeah,
6: it's. it's uh, you know, but uh, WikiLeaks—it uh, doesn't get any better than that. You know, we we, we like a little gossip here too. You know, we, yes. We like, but you know, we know we, we, we're not going to send any emails. I guarantee you that. Yes, yes. And I, I hear Donald Trump. He, he he doesn't use email. You know, he's not going to get involved with that. He's too smart for that. <laughs> yes. But, you know, like our Pope is just like Trump. He's just really, liking. really. I mean, he even acts like him. He puts on a different act. You know, he gets on the. You know. Waves his arms. He's on the patio, you know, waving yeah. at people. But you know, inside, he's just like a Trump.
2: Oh my goodness!
6: And and just like a Trump, he's infallible.
2: Infallible, yes, absolutely. He's infallible, absolutely.
6: You know. uh, Trump don't make no mistake, and, right. uh, and the Pope, he, do, he don't make no mistake.
2: I can kind of picture the Pope and like taking off the, the giant uh, Pope hat there, putting on a make a, a make America great again hat. I can I can picture that.
6: Well, no, see, you know, we you know, we can't do that. You know? Well, I mean, we I, can't do that. get I mean, I can... you know, mad. You know, I call you so many times. You know, I watch your show. Yes, but uh, you know, and I, I love you, Matt. I, I love the way you do your show. But that woman you had on your show, she arguing with you.
7: I know. You're- In 1972, Title IX was signed into law. This prohibited discrimination based on sex and changed the game for girls and women in sports across the nation. To learn more, the Greater Columbus Sports Commission and iHeartRadio invite you to listen to the new podcast, Starting 9 Up. Celebrate the 50th anniversary of Title IX with nine stories about girls and women's sports with the Columbus Connection. Listen and subscribe to Starting 9 Up, a Title IX podcast on iHeartRadio or your favorite podcast platform.
6: Right. Was bad. Now that's uh, you that... know I I just I couldn't understand <laughs> it. You 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 need to shut her down. Oh my goodness! You know, I had a nun like that doing my show with me. <laughs> you know she wouldn't shut up. You know she contradicting me. You know making you know, crazy talk. You know. Right. She was she was a nice Catholic girl. You know, but uh, you know had to get rid of her. You know. Oh my goodness! So, uh, wow. You know she she went kicking and screaming, but you know we had the, uh we had to excommunicate her. I, I think oh. she's a Lutheran
2: now. Oh, my goodness, she's a Lutheran. Well,
6: wow. uh. Yeah, I'm not, not as good as a Catholic. You know, Luther, my Luther, he had a few problems with the church. Well, uh, yes. But uh, we had crushed him, you know.
2: That's true. <laughs> yeah. I like, uh. I like girls and nuns, habits. How about you, uh. Father? Or you're not allowed to do that, I guess.
6: Well, you know, we see them. You know, yes. they, look, they look fine. You know, it's yes. a little bit different here. The the non costume is a little bit different.
2: Yes, of course. Even
6: even even my costume, it's a little bit different than what you see in the states. Oh, is it? I've been to the states. It's a nicer place.
2: Yes, yes, absolutely. Well, how could yeah. it how could it not but,
6: be? Uh, you know, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, you know, I'm very happy for him. The Pope and I we talk about it all the time. And Donald Trump completely exonerated. He's smooth sailing from here on in. 2024.
2: You should have him as a guest on your show. Don't you do a show there from the Vatican?
6: Yeah, well, of course we do a show. You know? oh, yeah. You know, we, we, we have our own spectrum. It's a little bit higher than yours. You've got to have a special permission. Wow. The Vatican spectrum. A spe- special Catholic spectrum.
2: It's like a shortwave or something, right? It's like Yeah, uh, but yeah. I'm,
6: I'm. this is what I don't understand. You know, I... Mm you know I, I got a Facebook live page too you you never come on you never call me well, what is that? I call you you never call me well, what
2: is that? well you know uh, uh i don't I don't know uh, quite how to reach you uh father you know i've uh I've asked for guidance uh you know, but uh my prayers uh, have not been answered, so I'm not sure how to get in touch with you <laughs> yeah, okay
6: you know you you're making us some excuses but I, you're making <laughs> me feel a bad you know I'm feeling the bad oh I'm, I'm sorry you never Brown. call me oh. you never watch my show. And uh, you know it's it's a one way relationship. I can see that.
2: There's a reason. There is a reason, Father. And I, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I am myself a very much a lapsed uh, Catholic. I've I've not been to church in a very long time, and i and I feel a little uh, self conscious about it.
6: Well, as you should, as you should, sir. Mm. You should feel self conscious.
2: I do. I and do. You should
6: come back to the church because uh, you know the church is it's a beautiful. You know, kinda like uh you the Vatican. You ever been to the Vatican?
2: I don't know if I'd be allowed either, uh, Father, and that's another thing I'm a bit self-conscious oh, yeah. we, about. We, we I mean, I'm...
6: welcome everybody into the Vatican. You know, we got guards there. They, well, they don't I'm... wear uniform. I... Nothing. You know, you could, yeah. People don't know who they are. We got we got plenty of plenty of guards. If anything, you know, goes wrong. But, I,
5: uh, I just uh, you Vatican's know Vatican's
6: a great place, and you you should come and, and you should watch my my radio. You should listen to my radio show or, or watch it on on my Facebook page. But listen, I you know I'm telling you about something. We're we're doing something entirely different now. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we're doing uh, the Vatican. We're getting into the movie business.
5: You are? Ooh. Oh
6: yeah, yeah, we're getting into the movie business. Vatican money films. In it. If you got the right subject matter, and we're going, to, we're we're doing a movie. We're we're doing Exodus. We're going to remake it.
7: <laughs> you are?
6: <laughs> That's oh, yeah, exciting. Yeah, the Catholics are going to take over Jerusalem.
2: Oh, oh my They're goodness! Going to be back. Wow. Okay.
6: Yeah. And I'm going to be in the. I'm going to be in the movie.
2: You are. You're a thespian. You know, the Pope
6: has already told me I get a good role in the movie.
2: Oh, are you going to have a big part? Are you the starring role?
6: Are you like a a leading man? It's going to be a pretty big part because I get to sing the Exodus song. You know that? You know you that do.
2: song? I don't know that song actually. The Exodus oh, song. Oh yeah.
6: You know, I'm going to sing a little bit uh, of it to you. You know, in a few minutes. But oh. I just want to tell you I'm a singer. You know, in addition to being an important radio host oh. for the Vatican. Uh, I'm also a singer and I do editorials but I you know mostly I like to sing and I, I was a choir boy. You were? Yeah. Wow. Oh, I was a choir boy, yeah. Oh. All of soloist, yeah. Wow. But you know n- there was no 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 priests. They never touched me, you know.
2: <laughs> well, that's good.
6: <laughs> a, this is, you know you, you hear that scandal but it, it it's it's just it's a made up story. It's all overblown, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah, it's overblown. It yeah. never happened. It's a made up story.
5: Right, right. Yes. It's fake. R- fake news. It's a fake
6: story mm. and uh, and uh and it never happened, you know, and uh, because they're Catholics, they're good people, you know? Yes. We got we got some character, we got we got some morality. Yes, yes. You
5: know. Well that's so... in the
6: United States, who knows what happens here. But no 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 father ever touched me. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Never touched me in a private place. Never happened.
2: Here, that's uh, they call that fake news here in America.
6: Fake news. Yeah, it was. It wasn't even news, you know. But I mean, people—they're always going to try to get some money.
2: You mm-hmm. know, that's right.
6: Yes, they're going to try. They're going to try to get the money, mm-hmm. and uh, and they're going to use a made-up story, you know, mm-hmm. a hoax,
5: <laughs> right? Make us
6: look bad.
5: Sure, sure.
6: And uh, but we're not. We're we're good. You know, right. Like Donald Trump, we're good people.
5: Absolutely, and we're just
6: trying to, you know, spread the good news. You know what I'm saying?
2: I understand. Yes, yes. Very exciting. Very exciting. Okay.
6: Now, listen. I want you. To, I want you to be quiet during this. Yes. Because I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you a, a little bit of uh, of my song. Oh, lovely. In Exodus.
2: Lovely. Okay.
6: And we got we got the priests here. We got a little band. We got the Vatican band here.
2: You got. You have a band with you, a Vatican band. we
6: got the Vatican band.
2: Are they all priests as we well? You've got
6: to you got, you be quiet, though. Oh, okay. it, you, you got to respect me. Oh, of course. I like that girl you had on your show. She you shouldn't respect you. <laughs> so you you got to shut her down, you know, excommunicator. Well, we excommunicated our woman, you know, the nun, but... But she lived, you know, in the old days. it would yes. have cut her head off.
2: Well, she's not uh, we'll she... burned
6: her at the stake. But you know, we're, we're more civilized now.
2: Yeah. Well, Jenny isn't. Uh, Jenny isn't Catholic, so you know, you know how that is. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
6: Yeah. Okay. So uh, uh, let me give you a little taste, huh? Yes. You can dip your beak into this. Hit it, boys. Woo! I hope you're hearing this, Matt. I can. Yes. You're sounding good. Fantastic.
5: Hmm.
6: This land is mine. God gave this land to me. This brave and ancient land to me. And when the morning. and plains, then I see a land where the children can run free. Okay, stop it, guys. Mm. So what do you, what do you think, man?
2: Father Bruno Sarducci, that was beautiful. It brought a tear to my eye, or that might just be my allergies and my eyes are watering. I'm not sure, but
6: that was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I I'm gonna give it my best. You know, I'm not perfect now. It's been a long time since I've been the choir boy, but uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into it. I'm gonna be a star. You know, maybe I even get an Academy Award or something. You know?
2: Oh, I can see that. I can definitely see that.
6: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, listen, you've got to clean up your show. You know, I, last time I come on, there was a Peter White guy there, you know. Oh. guy has got no charisma.
5: Oh, my goodness. You've got to
6: keep him off, and the woman that you were with, you got to get, get rid of her, and you've got to get somebody that's going to sit there and agree with you. You know, you don't <laughs> need a big argument about uh, Julian Assange, uh, who is my personal hero, i got to tell you. <laughs> yes, yes. Because this guy's got the information, and he's giving it to the people. That's all only right.
2: Well, I do have uh I do have the ghost of John McCain with me as my official uh, co-host and he's he's very agreeable. I'm John McCain. Yeah,
6: yeah. He he, he didn't make it to heaven, though, I got to tell you. He didn't yeah.
2: make it. Oh, that's too bad. Is he in purgatory? Yeah. Where, yeah. Where, where 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 is he now?
6: You know, he 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 made a few mistakes.
2: Oh, you know? right.
6: Is it Starting with getting captured,
2: you know. Uh, well, that's true. That disqualifies him from being a warrior. Plus, there was that whole savings and loan thing in the eighties.
6: Yeah, and he was singing like a bird. You know, <laughs> when he's in that prison, you know, he's uh, ratting out the United States. Oh it's my goodness! Not good.
2: Oh no! Well, Absolutely! Yeah, you,
6: know, oh. you know, we 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 take care of that. You're not going to see that in the Vatican.
2: Now, that's probably why he continues yeah. to haunt me. He's uh, he's stuck here. Hey,
6: listen, you know, I got to go now because I got to meet my uh, my cousin. Uh my cousin is uh we're gonna be rehearsing, uh you know, he's a piano player. Oh and gonna rehearse in some of this song so I get it down, you know, perfect. And um his name is Giuseppe Sarducci. He's a brother Giuseppe? He's not a priest. is it... a very talented guy, you know.
2: Giuseppe or Giuseppe? How do you say that? Giuseppe. Giuseppe,
6: okay. Giuseppe, you know, you know, you don't have to say it, right? You're an American. We don't expect too much.
2: That's, yeah, no, that's probably me.
6: You know, it's been yeah. good talking to you. And uh, tell you what. Yes. Tell you what.
5: Nice. Yes. yes.
6: Next time you call me, okay.
2: All right, I'll call you I next want to time, Father. That <laughs>
6: next time you call me, be nice, okay? I, I
2: I will always be be. You're a man of the cloth. I uh, I could never be anything but nice to you, uh, Father. Okay. Well, okay.
6: thank you very much.
2: Bye bye. All right, Father. Bye bye. All right, well that was what a nice surprise to hear uh, from uh, Father Bruno Sarducci. I believe he's the nephew of uh, Father Guido Sarducci. And what a wonderful song he sang. And that deserves uh, an air horn, I think. I, I think that uh I I think that even uh, virtual Dave Ridley enjoyed that. Yeah. There you go. And you know how hard yeah, he is to uh He's, he's very difficult to uh to please uh, virtual Dave Ridley. Uh,
3: okay, whatever.
2: Uh, I think uh, virtual Dave Ridley is well. I mean the the actual Dave Ridley is a musician. I don't know if virtual Dave is, but uh, but that was lovely. Thank you so much, Father Bruno Sarducci, calling all the way from the Vatican in Rome. That has to be very pricey. Always so nice to hear from Father Bruno Sarducci. I really enjoyed our discussion, as I always do. All right, so we have one more clip for you uh, on this uh, edition of The Best of Matt Connerton Unleashed. And you might be thinking, one more clip, but it's still pretty early in the show. Well, it's a long one. But I had a recent conversation with a frequent guest, uh, Dr. John D. Rich Jr. He hosts a show online called Dr. John's Neighborhood. And uh, he joined me by phone, but oddly enough, we kept getting interrupted by a certain entity (laughs) who recently became a permanent fixture on the show and it was the first time that uh uh, dr rich met this uh this particular entity you'll understand what i mean if you haven't figured it out already when you hear the clip and so here it is my recent conversation with dr john d rich jr and the entity and i have to push the right button to answer it (laughs) hi welcome to matt connerton unleashed who's this Hey, screw, uh, uh, Glenn R. J. Olette. How dare
4: it's you? National Vietnam Veteran Day. I'm switching my vote to the ghost of John McCain.
2: You're switching your vote. My goodness. All right. Uh, John Hopwood, uh, switching his vote in our poll to the ghost of John McCain. There you go. We'll allow that. We'll allow you to switch a vote. Uh, so if you're just joining us, well, hello to my old friend, Phil DeNoncourt. The uh, the third, uh, but I just growing up, I just knew him as Phil, Phil Denoncourt. Uh, he joins us in the Facebook live chat. Hello, Phil. Uh, so if you're just joining us, of course, the poll is still up. If you don't know the poll that uh, that John Hopwood was referring to with that call, it is up on the Matt Connors and Unleashed Facebook page. And Jenny did put a link to it in the Facebook live chat. You can vote until 4 p.m. on Monday. That's when we'll be tallying up the final results who is winning the war of words, this ongoing feud uh, between President Donald Trump and uh, the ghost of Senator John McCain? Who do you think is in the lead? And uh, with John switching his vote to, to uh, the ghost of John McCain, uh, I'm telling you, right now, without giving away any of the numbers, right now, uh, the ghost of John McCain is crushing President Trump in this. Itself. Oh,
6: you're exactly right.
2: Yes. Uh, hello to Dottie Davis-Thompson in the Facebook live chat. Hello, Dottie. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Oh, hi.
10: It's um, Representative Hamer.
2: The Honorable Representative Heidi Hamer. How are you?
10: I'm wonderful.
2: Are you uh, calling um, to vote in our poll? Yes. Could
10: you... Could you tell me the poll again, please?
2: So the poll is, who is winning in this current feud? It's really the hottest feud in Washington, D.C., between President Donald Trump and the ghost of Senator John McCain. Who do you think is is in the lead, getting the better of of his opponent in this war of of words?
10: Uh, The ghost.
2: The ghost ghost of John McCain. Wow. Absolutely. That's incredible, Heidi. I'll tell you, everybody's voting for the ghost of John McCain. I mean, he's he's really uh, th- this may be his greatest victory over our president.
10: We'd never vote for Trump. I've never voted for Trump, and I never will.
2: Ah, in any kind of poll, I understand. Is that why you're calling, Heidi? Or do you have? Yes. S- oh, oh, very nice. Okay, I didn't know if you had something else on your mind, but uh, this poll, I'll tell no. you, it's it's on fire. Everybody's voting. Uh, everybody's excited. I should have done this sooner.
10: Oh we're going to we're gonna go try out the new Trader Joe's too.
2: Oh very nice. Where is that?
10: Yes. In Bedford.
2: In Bedford along with
10: everybody else. Oh they just opened today.
2: Oh very nice. Well that is outstanding, yeah. Heidi. Yes. And uh yes. will you be attending uh Glenn R. J. Willett's uh, production of Our Town? Uh, he's a big star now, you know.
10: <laughs> we can't wait. I hope they bring out the birthday cake.
2: The birthday, there's a birthday cake in the play. I didn't know that. Well, I'm going to that. I had no idea.
10: Well, wasn't there the birthday cake that he froze? Oh right, yes,
2: the cake that uh, yeah. the cake that no one was allowed to eat, uh, proving that yeah. uh, you can't always have your cake and eat it too. Sometimes you can have your cake, but you have to put it in a freezer. <laughs> I guess it's
10: it's frozen in different spots in Manchester. From what I recall.
2: Yes, that's right. You're right. Yes, the cake was uh, divided up, I believe, and uh, put uh, safely tucked away in various freezers around the city, which I think is a fantastic idea. If we're ever invaded and uh, a foreign entity uh, comes up, uh, onto our shores looking for the cake, they're never going to be able to put the whole thing together. Nope,
10: nope. They never will. It's
2: quite brilliant, actually. Yes.
10: Yeah. Okay, well, have a good day. All right, Heidi, thank you for the call.
2: Thank you very much. Enjoy Trader Joe's. All right, bye-bye. All right, the great, uh, the honorable Heidi Hamer. uh, She is a uh, New Hampshire uh, state representative, so (coughs) wonderful to hear from her. And uh, let's see, we have another call. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Did Heidi Hamer just vote for the ghost of John McCain? She also voted for the ghost of John McCain. Yes. Switch my vote back. Oh, my goodness. Really? Oh, all right. Well, it looks like uh, the ghost of John McCain just lost a vote. John Hopwood calling back. To uh, switch his vote back to uh, President Trump. But I-, I have to tell you, uh, the ghost of John McCain is still way, way ahead in this poll. I'm very happy with where we are. Yeah, well, I don't blame you. Uh, you're crushing it. You are crushing it, Senator. Uh, do you still say, I mean, I know that even, you know, if someone's a senator, even once they leave office, you know, you still call them senator, but uh, do you still call them senator when they're a ghost? I don't know how that works. I uh, don't have a lot of experience uh communicating with uh, uh politicians in the afterlife. Um I did have a a very strange experience uh many years ago uh however with a journalist in the afterlife. It was uh remember Bob Novak? I mean he he died what was it? It's probably more than 10 years ago now but he used to uh he was a co-host on Crossfire. Remember that show? Crossfire on CNN. Uh he had passed away and there was one night I remember coming home. I get into the apartment building where I was living at the time. This is a true story. Uh, I get home from work. It was uh, at night. I walk into the apartment building. I'm walking down the hall, and I swear to God, from the other side of the door of my apartment, I heard, Crossfire! And I was like, oh, my God, what's going on? And I opened the door. I thought Bob Novak was in there. I thought he'd risen from the dead, but he was nowhere to be found. So... I was haunted by the ghost of Bob Novak. Crossfire. I used to, that was the one thing I liked about him, except, boy, that didn't sound good in my headphones. I, I probably, uh, Apparently my Bob Novak impression, which is awful to begin with, is not something I should be doing into this microphone. Uh, it is exactly 4.30. This may be our guest. Hello. Is this Dr. John D. Rich, Jr.? No, and there's no cake in
10: our town.
2: Well, that's disappointing. All right. There's no cake in our town. Well, as long as it's in Manchester somewhere, the cake. Oh, let's see. Uh, Bob Burl says it was Pete. Oh, yes, Pete. Our friend Peter Cochran. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Is this Dr. John D. Rich, Jr.? Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Is it? Is this John? John. Hey, hey. How are you? How are you? <laughs> how are you doing? Okay. I haven't talked to you. And are we uh, on the air? We are live on the air. Holy moly! I know. I'm I, back on the radio. I even have. Uh, I brought the air horn in, especially for you, because it's been so long. Huh?
9: OK, that's uh,
2: that's an exclusive air, do horn. air
9: horns make you think of me for some
2: reason. Yes, I don't know what it is. I don't use the air horn for anything else. I only use it and will only use it going forward for when you join us on the show. Wow. All that's right. that's a special. We'll air have horn. to get
9: back into the regular rotation again. Yes, <clears throat> yes. Things have been
2: busy. That would be lovely. And by the way, uh, before I forget, uh, do you uh, have you cast your vote or do you want to cast a vote? In our poll that we have going on online.
9: Uh, Maybe. What's the poll about?
2: Uh, The poll is, who do you think is currently winning the ongoing war of words, this feud that has engulfed all of Washington, D.C., between President Donald Trump and the ghost of Senator John McCain? (laughs) Right now. Now you laugh, but right now the ghost of John McCain is crushing it. By, like, 10 okay. to 1 in, in, in this
9: poll. I'm very happy with where we are.
2: And he's been haunting the studio.
9: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm only laughing just because I don't believe in ghosts. So, like, from a literal standpoint, I guess Trump would have to be winning because he's the only one that's actually saying anything.
2: Oh, so you're voting for Trump. I, well, I mean, I don't know what more proof you need. I mean, uh, you I'm know. John McCain. See, I mean, clearly the ghost <gasps> oh, of John McCain. Oh, is he there in the studio? He is here in the studio.
9: Wow. I
2: mean, you can't see him on camera because he's a ghost. But
9: somebody. So what, is, what does he say about the fact that perhaps he's not a hero because he was captured? Does he have a retort for that?
2: I
6: have a clear record of bipartisanship.
2: Oh, he's dodging the question there.
9: <laughs> he is dodging <laughs> dodging the question there uh that's yeah uh, well that's for it he, he's a politician that's for sure you know that's an interesting statement and those kind of remarks are very hurtful oh
2: there we go just took him a minute okay. to get to it you know those kind of remarks are very hurtful apparently so even uh even in the afterlife uh the ghost of john mccain is is still uh very hurt by uh, president trump's comments
9: he he won't rest until he's vindicated. Apparently,
2: apparently that must be what it is. I'm going to have to uh, get one of my uh, ghost hunter, ghost chaser friends, whatever you call them, in here and uh, uh, do uh, do something about that because uh, that
9: requires a cool hand at the killer.
2: Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Ghost of John <laughs> McCain. <laughs>
9: Was there a sale like on the, your favorite sound app? No, that's John uh, or no, like that?
2: no. Now look, here's what happened. So I, because I started this poll, uh, apparently I summoned his ghost. I uh, and I've oh. been and I've been doing some reading. So I've been doing some research online, and it turns out any you have any sort of online poll or questionnaire or contest or anything uh that uh involves dead people you do in fact run the risk of uh piercing the veil as they say and uh bringing uh-huh. forth an entity uh, i didn't know that uh you know i didn't know that uh going in i mean i'm not saying i regret it i don't want to hurt his feelings uh he's been through enough
9: well it would be interesting then i've uh Run into my fair share of Southerners who are still making the claim that the Civil War was not about slavery, so perhaps you could do a poll and summon the ghost of Abraham Lincoln to find out whether or not that was his intent.
2: How exciting would that be? Here's my one concern about that though. So I because I don't know how this works. Like what if what if the ghost of Abe Lincoln were to appear But I don't recognize him because, like, I don't know if when you go into the afterlife, if you bring your beard and your big hat with you. So he could show up here and I might not know it's him if he doesn't have his beard and his big hat.
9: Yeah. Well, maybe you could ask him how old somebody who was one year older than 86, maybe you could say, if Mm. you met someone and. They were 86, and then the next day it was their birthday. How old would they be? And then if he says four score and seven, then maybe that would – then you would know that it was him.
2: That's a good idea. But who else would answer that way? Yeah, that's true. That's true, yes. 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 The ghost of John McCain.
9: (laughs) McCain thinks – yeah.
2: They're probably hanging out. You know, I
9: mean, they were both Republicans.
2: Right. So, you know. Well,
9: that's true, yeah. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, so there you go.
9: Is there a separate heaven for the Republicans?
2: Oh, I well I think heaven is for the Republicans, according to most of the Republicans I know. Like you oh, uh okay. like you know, you get to heaven and you you know, you 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 meet God and he's he's got this big desk he sits behind with the the giant portrait of Ronald Reagan on the wall behind him and a all right. big yep. American flag. It's all very exciting.
9: Are there any porn stars up there? Just, you know, in case <laughs> I would uh I would guess no. You wouldn't know? I would I, you would say no.
2: I, I I would guess uh that there are not. Uh no. Okay. Oh the ghost of John McCain no, says I'll... no.
9: McCain is saying
2: no. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so there you go. There you go. So what
9: is uh what is new with you, Doctor? Uh well I mean when I was do coming on the show all the time you would continually ask me about my book and I would keep saying, oh, we're still editing <laughs> it. It's not out yet or whatever, but now it's finally out. The book is out know, for a couple of weeks.
5: Excellent. Congratulations. The book is out,
9: you can find it. Uh, you can go on my website and there's a way to order it through that. You can go on Amazon. Uh, it's on Barnes and Noble. Uh, it's also at the library of Congress, but the, you Ooh. can't buy it from them. Right. Right. Um, but uh, it, the name of the, – so there are three books, actually. The main book is called Positive Parenting. So you'd search that title, and if you needed to fine-tune the search even more, my name is John D. Rich, Jr. Yes. So that would come up. So that's the main book. And then there's another book that goes along with it that's like a workbook where over the course of the main book, I have – activities for you to do or journaling that I'm asking you to do to try to think about how your parents raised you and Mm. think about some behaviors that your child is exhibiting that you might want to address, etc. So that one is called Practical Parenting, and that's the workbook. And then there's a third book, and it's called How Did You Get Him to Eat That? (laughs) And what that is, is so the main book Walks you through a strategy for identifying a behavior that you'd like to see your child exhibit. And then how can you use some of the psychological techniques that I talk about to try to make that more likely to happen? Okay. So the eating book is an example. It's a small book that just takes that, um, that issue. Like if, if one of your goals as a parent is to raise a child who will make healthy eating choices, then it walks you through how you would go through those steps to try to create that outcome.
2: Okay. Now, so when you say yeah. it's, when you say it's three books, is it a, a three book set or is it three books bound together in
9: one book or, or how, how does that? Well, so you can, yeah. So the main book is uh the print version is $20, the ebook is $10, and then the workbook is I believe 16 uh and then the smaller book is 10. Oh, okay. But you don't have to buy them all together. You can oh. buy just the main book if you wanted to or you could buy the book and the workbook, which would probably be my recommendation. And then if the eating one appeals to you, then that's also you know, you can tie them together into a bundle, but you don't have to buy the whole bundle.
2: Oh, cool. OK. All right. Very cool. Is this your first uh, book or, you know, set of books or group of books, whatever the terminology it's my, would be?
9: It's my first book. It's my first book that is uh, not an academic book. OK. So I wrote a textbook at one point about research methods, oh. which is really only obtainable if you're in academic circles.
5: Right, right.
9: Um, So this is the first book that I've written for regular people who aren't academics, and the goal of the book and my website, which is drjohnrich.com, is to try to take the very latest research on effective parenting and then describe it by taking all the jargon out and just using plain language and stories and examples and stuff, because My opinion is that academics write things in academic journals, and the only people who ever get to see them (laughs) are other academics, Right. and it just seems like there's a lot of great information that parents who want to raise good kids can have access to, but you have to pay to subscribe to those journals, and I don't have to pay because of my affiliation with the university, so I have access to them. And even if you did have access, a lot of people wouldn't be able to even decipher what is being said in a lot of the articles because of all the statistical language and all of the design vocabulary. And so I'm trying to, like, give you the benefit of what the research is saying parents ought to do or things that they should consider without having to wade through the dictionary every five seconds.
2: Okay, okay. Very good. Uh, Hello to uh, Fred Bonig, who joins us in the uh, Facebook live chat from the Daily Ripple. And uh, Jenny, Jenny has a question. She says, "Jenny, uh, yes, uh, she says, how does he feel uh, about those who wish to parent without gender?
1: Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.
10: Sports are easy to disagree on. Let's see what happens when Sports Talk hosts talk about something they agree on.
1: No, 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 hold on. I'm saying drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Well, I disagree. I think drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. <laughs> Come on, man. Wait, I think we're saying the same thing. Oh, so uh, what do we do now?
10: Everyone agrees that drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. National average 12-month savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2020 and May 2021. Potential savings will vary. A position
9: on well, that. There... Okay, so there's a, actually a section in the book that talks about gender. And <clears throat> so the spin that I would have on that is that... um uh, if you raise children or if you yourself are tied into very strict gender stereotypes, you're missing out on a full human experience. Um, so boys tend to be socialized when there's a problem
5: mm-hmm.
9: to tough it out and to try to, you know, be a man, stop being a crybaby, or worse, being called names that are basically saying you're being like a girl. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so they don't get the benefit of being able to fully express the feelings that they're having. And that's not good. That stunts people's growth to not be able to express their emotions. On the other side, girls tend to be brought up, if they're brought up in a stereotypical fashion, when the girl is having a problem a lot of times the parents will come in and rescue her they don't necessarily try to uh, work through the problem and ask her to be brave and courageous and try to figure out a solution to it but instead they jump in and you know treat her with kid gloves and so as a result she's allowed to express her feelings but she doesn't get the benefit of what the boys are being taught. And it seems like both of those are important. We Mm -hmm. need kids to learn to face up to their problems and to be courageous and also to be allowed to express the feelings that they're having along the way. So I don't know if that directly answers the question that she's asking, but that's the part, that's how the book talks about gender roles.
2: Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would think, and you know, and as we've discussed, I'm I'm not a a parent. I I, I have no children, but I, I would tend to think that I would want to, if I had children, raise them without necessarily a heavy emphasis on you know imposing some sort of gender roles on them, um, but rather just kind of you know if if a you know if it's a boy and he wants to play with dolls, or if it's a girl and she wants to play with trucks. I mean, obviously, that's a, uh, uh, you know, a hyper simplification of things. But just saying that, you know, uh, it, it isn't uh, it isn't something that I think needs to be forced or even particularly guided in, in any direction. You just kind of let that go naturally and let them be who they are. And, uh, you know, um, I don't know if I'm articulating. Yeah, I that mean, it well. always
9: it always strikes me that when somebody is. Uh, goes into panic mode because the girl is too much of a tomboy or the boy is too much of a quote unquote sissy, and I'm not using that, putting it in quotes so that nobody right. thinks you know that I'm using that and approving of that term.
2: Right. Of course.
9: Um, that that to go into panic mode when that happens comes from the kind of antiquated idea that you can do certain things to make sure that people don't don't turn out to be gay or don't turn out to be lesbian or that people who are not heterosexual or outside of the norm are deficient or perhaps that's a mental illness or something like that. And none of that, the psych community doesn't believe any of that. Right. So uh, there's no reason to be worried about a boy who's playing with dolls because not necessarily attracted to dolls, because right? <laughs> he wants to come out of the closet, right? Uh. He's using his imagination, and the dolls are there,
5: right, right.
9: Um, but I might even say if he's playing with dolls, and then later he ends up being gay, then okay, so he's gay. There you go. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> right, right. And He, you know, so what?
2: Right, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I agree. Uh, Jenny says yes. That that did uh, answer her question. Um, oh good okay so it's great but you you said that there is a, a part about that in the book that you that, that you do address that
9: there's yeah there's an entire chapter that talks about uh gender issues and um it, it, i i felt like it was necessary to talk about that because a lot of the writing that i do is advocating this idea of positive parenting yeah which by definition in my opinion means that you Spanking off of the table.
2: Yeah, agreed. <laughs>
9: There's no reason to be using violence against your children, especially if one of your goals for your children is that they are peaceful people.
5: Right. Right. Uh,
9: they're not. They're not going to learn that. Um, in fact, that was your own father's message. Right. I mean, you can't the a child, yeah, not to solve problems with violence if you're using violence to solve problems
2: right exactly yeah, that's what my mom yeah. my, my my mom told me that that's why she and my dad you know made a a conscious decision before I was even born that they were not going to spank me because they didn't want to teach me that that's how you resolve conflict yeah. is through hitting somebody
9: <laughs> you know so well, so i think they, yeah and, and I think so they were that for me that's a that's a fantastic example of what the point of the book is, which is just trying to encourage people to be to think intentionally about the traits and virtues and characteristics that you would like your children to possess when they grow up and then to be consistent in your language and your behavior and your actions and the lessons that you're trying to teach so that that all seems like a pretty... Uh, recognizable picture to them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So back to the gender issue, the reason the gender issue had to come up is because when I write about spanking, I invariably get trolls out there (laughs) who say that I'm, I must be gay or I'm (laughs) going to make my kids gay or something or other, whatever. And that's got me thinking like, Oh, that's interesting that that spanking at least with boys is kind of tied up with this idea. Like you've got to make a man out of this kid. You've got to make them tough and like tough. no gay people can be tough. And I would submit to you that I know some gay people who were pretty tough. So that, <laughs> that's sure. out the window, but sure. regardless of that, yeah. Um, Plus. as a result of writing all this stuff, that's when it started to really click for me that, uh, there's a lot of stuff with discipline and gender that's kind of conflated.
2: Yeah, I th- I think, too, you know, and, and uh, opinions vary on this because some people think it's some sort of choice, which I think is absurd. But I'm pretty sure that, you know, regardless of, of you know what you do there really probably isn't much much uh and you know if, if your kid turns out to be gay like you said so what but regardless there isn't much chance of um there being anything that you can do as a parent that is going to uh actionably uh cause your child to be gay your kids either going to be gay or they're or they're not and uh so people need well to,
9: except i mean if you're yeah. in a, a very uh, conservative religious community, you're definitely going to find people. Oh yeah. I can think of somebody right now who would say that that gay and lesbian, like all that stuff, is that's not um, a characteristic of a person. That's a choice right. that they're making to, <laughs> right. to participate in that lifestyle, and that lifestyle is a moral. And to be honest, the Bible does say that. Gay people are going to hell, and it says that if you have, if you know a gay person, you should stone them to death. And, oh, yeah. I don't, know. I don't know any conservative Christians who are advocating stoning them to death, so if you're going to take the Bible literally, right. I, I don't want to get in trouble here by saying that I'm advocating that you go find somebody and stone them to death, but <laughs> if you really like, feel like you got to take it at it you know <laughs> as the literal word of God, it does say that.
5: Right, right.
9: And right after that it tells you you're not allowed to eat shellfish. Exactly. So not, no lobster, no shrimp, none of
2: that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, folks uh for whatever reason, um, who are really uh into the idea of taking uh the Bible literally, they're they they tend to hyper focus on that one thing. <laughs> You the, know, gay part. Uh-huh. the gay part yes they're very very yeah they're not concerned about you know whether or not it's okay to eat shellfish uh but they're very very concerned about the gay thing that is uh that is top of mind uh for many of these folks for whatever you you might even say they're a bit preoccupied with it it's uh, i've always found that uh quite fascinating but
9: yeah. uh, uh and and i don't know if you know this but the the Bible is also anti-masturbation. So
2: yes, yes.
9: I, I don't know what. Well, what about that? Why well, can't I think the Christians should, the conservative Christians should have a definite platform about no, no
5: masturbating. Right.
2: Well, all I know is where that- is
9: that? Why? Well, like, like I would like to support that. I would like to donate <laughs> to that campaign that Christians stop masturbating.
2: Well, all I know is I was uh, I was once told by a urologist that it's actually very important to, and these were his exact words, quote, keep the pipes clean uh, for your health and, 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 and to avoid. Well, and, and actually to help, and, and this is documented, uh, to help avoid uh, prostate issues like uh, prostate cancer, for example, you, you're right. less likely to get it. Apparently, if you quote unquote keep the pipes clean, so but and yeah, so
9: this is this is the only reason that you do it, I imagine, right? If you're Who's just a, following doctor's order. Well, I mean, if you know,
2: uh, we don't want to. Uh, that's that's for the <laughs> other. That's for the other show that I do. That's that's for Matt Connerton unsheathed, and uh, oh, that's okay. a that's a very different show, and 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 it's only available on the dark web, and. Uh, not here on uh, FM radio, and I, and I am legally prohibited from telling you how to find it. So, but that's oh, yeah, but, yeah, well, but that's for.
9: Can I ask? Am I allowed to ask John McCain? Did John McCain masturbate?
2: Oh well, you him? know, I mean, uh, he, I don't know if he, I don't know he's if he's answering that. I don't know if he wants to. It's all about the future. Yeah, he's only, he's only interested in the future. He's not uh, he's not interested in the past. It's All about the future, right? What but, does that, even
9: that requires mean? a cool hand at the killer. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think that's I think that's
2: our answer. Yes. Well, you know. That
9: requires a cool hand. Talking to oh, uh,
2: talking to the ghost of John McCain, it, it's it's kind of like using a Ouija board. You don't get the answer you're looking for necessarily every time. The <laughs> first time, sometimes you got to be a little bit patient.
9: Well, that requires a cool hand. It's pretty perfect. That's yes.
2: Yes. Yeah, a cool hand at the tiller. Apparently, that's what he called it when he was uh, with us. But uh, so. <laughs> what so what else is there anything in the book um you know that that would surprise people in terms of topics that you that you address is there anything you know in there that that a parent might read and go oh wow i'd never even considered this aspect of uh of being a parent
9: oh boy well i don't know i mean that would be kind of uh i don't know that i'm saying anything that parents haven't heard before. Yeah. But I'm, uh, so I, I feel like what differentiates me from a lot of the parent bloggers who are out there in the space is that I'm actually a psychologist and I'm talking about the latest research. A lot of the bloggers are just kind of like complaining about their kids or making jokes or Mm. memes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I'm trying to provide a more substantial basis for, why a person might choose these strategies that I'm providing so I mean am I am I saying am I gonna say anything where someone says that's never even crossed my mind <laughs> I, I don't know I mean yeah yeah I I would be I'd probably be more inclined to say that I'm gonna say something in a way that you hadn't thought of it before or I'm oh, going okay. to, like the thing I like about psychology is that If you read something that really resonates with you, sometimes you think to yourself, like, I've thought that before in kind of a vague way, but there's something thrilling about seeing somebody put those words together in such a precise way that it, like, rings true. There's, like, an experience that you can have. And so I'm not necessarily gonna say that the bulk is full of those moments because (laughs) yeah that's uh that would be a pretty bold thing to say but (laughs) what i'm trying to do is try to take the things that i think most parents know are the part and parcel of raising good kids and then provide some background and some stories and even some rationale for putting your best foot forward
2: Okay. Okay. Very good. Oh, hello to uh, Ed Murphy, who joins us in the Facebook live chat. Um, Ed typed a, a very funny comment that I'm not going to read on the air because I'm not going to push my luck with that. <laughs> but it is in the Facebook live chat, uh, for those of you who are there. Um well, very good. Now, so uh, do you want to kind of, I, I don't know, I, I don't know if you're pressed for time at all, but I, I did want to ask you uh, what else you wanted to, because uh, we haven't talked for a while. Uh, are, are you yeah. still, are you still writing for, uh, your, you know, your blog and for uh, Psychology Today and all that? Is is that all uh, ongoing? Yes. Great,
9: great. Right. So I've got I've got the podcast at IPM Nation, and then I'm still writing for my site at drjohnrich.com. I'm writing for the Good Men Project. I'm writing for Psychology Today. It seems like I have a foot in the door to start writing for a site called Psych Central, which is the Hmm. American Psychological Association's main page, Um, and Manchester Ink Link, which yes. You know, that column is still being updated. So I'm still doing my writing. I usually, I try to write something once every week or two. I'll probably be able to pick up the volume once the semester is over, which is in another month. Okay. This one, maybe we can talk about the next time I'm on the show, because I do probably have to go in the next couple minutes. But I wrote an article about the Brady Bunch. I oh. uh, was watching the Brady Bunch one day, and I was thinking to myself, well, I haven't seen this since I was pretty young. And I started noticing that a lot of the stuff that the parents were doing in the show was pretty good, especially considering that it was 1969 to 1973. I mean, that was pretty long time ago. Mike and Before Carol. People were even –
2: yeah. Mike and Talking Carol were, uh,
9: positive parenting.
2: they were good parents.
9: Yeah, they were pretty good. I mean, there are certainly episodes where they have some strategies that are more like trying to make the kid feel guilty. Or, <laughs> right. Uh, there are times where they, they're not quite understanding what's going on or they give some pretty poor advice. But for the most part, um, the show is a pretty good model of the kinds of things that you were looking for. So I wrote this article about a particular episode of the Brady Bunch. You can find it on Manchester Ink Link, or, you know, any of the other places that I mentioned. And then I broke it down and I was like, this is what the parents did. Like, here's the situation and here's what the parents did. And like, here are four things that I notice as a psychological researcher that the parents are doing right. And I focused on that. And within a couple hours, I got an email from Lloyd Schwartz, who is the son of Sherwood, who was the producer of the show. He also produced Gilligan's Island and a couple other things before that. Um, And Lloyd produced the last two seasons with his father. He got in touch and said, "Um, you know, I, I like the article. And a lot of people think that the Brady Bunch is kind of a joke, but there was some intentionality about the show trying to have, you know, good parents who were raising good kids, and
5: yeah. So I invited him
9: to be on the podcast, and his uh, my interview with him just went up uh, last Friday. So yeah, yeah. If anyone wants to check that out? That's IPMNation.com. com, and then. If you just go to slash DJN for Dr. John's Neighborhood, that's the name of the show, then you'll see it there at the bottom. Um, that's probably the easiest way to advise people on the radio to find it. But I interviewed – I got to interview Lloyd Schwartz about it. He gave me all sorts of background information about the show. He was the one that threw the football into Marsha's nose. In that oh, my episode. No. Where... Oh, <laughs> oh, you have that. <laughs> yes. Great. Yes. Um so Marcia, there was a, you Marcia, know, there's Marcia. some like behind the scenes information that he provided and they're actually doing a renovation show now. I don't know if you know that, but who is like on HGTV. It's coming out in September, but they're oh. they're filming it now. Okay. Where they bought a they bought a house in California and then they're renovating it to look like the actual Brady house from the show. Huh. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. And then some of the cast members are are there, you know, in the episode and everything. So yeah, um, oh. so that was pretty exciting. You know, it's like a little brush with greatness right there. And yeah, uh, but beyond that, the the Brady Bunch is turning into a, a pretty interesting area. I like am thinking that it might be interesting to start watching more shows that, especially more current shows, that are looking. That have parents in them and Mm -hmm. trying to analyze, you know, what the what are some good examples or what are some things that happen that are clearly leading to some negative outcomes and maybe that would be another way to try to write about these things in an accessible um, way for people.
2: Have you seen the show Modern Family?
9: I have not. I know about it.
2: Yeah, I mean that's just you know when when you're you're talking about a, a show like what you were describing, that was um, that came to mind. I I think it's still going. I haven't I haven't seen it in a while, but I I used to watch it, and uh, that sounds like okay. it it might be uh might be right up your alley.
9: Yeah, I did write an article not too long ago about the Simpsons, and I talked about Homer. Oh yeah, as the, like an anti dad. Yes,
5: <laughs> you know, that
9: Homer is basically the opposite of what you would want.
5: Right, <laughs> and, uh,
9: that that sometimes comedy is is that comedy is is displaying the worst of human behavior and then allowing us to feel superior to it.
2: Um, right, so, right, yeah, um, exactly.
9: <laughs> but I think that what I would like is instead of you know a lot of a lot of sitcoms, especially current ones and ones you know in the past ten years, in my opinion. The portrayal of the parents is just that they're complete morons, and or they're tangential to the script. It's not really about the parents, and so yeah. Uh, anybody out there who has an idea about a show that is presenting a, a positive and nuanced approach to how parents can interact with their children, I'd be happy to have them send me an email or send you a message and you yeah. forward it to me absolutely uh, I'm I'm open-minded about it
2: I hear people make that complaint by the way specifically about how and it's if it's usually uh, more conservative minded people who say this, but people complain about how fathers specifically I don't hear them complain about how moms are portrayed but how fathers are, are portrayed as sort of these uh, clueless uh, bumblers in a lot of these sitcoms which yeah. there there might be some truth to but I don't I don't think it's uh the the terrible problem that uh, they think it is <laughs> Yeah,
9: but well, you know, one of the things about the Brady Bunch is that that dad is a pretty strong father figure. Yes, he 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 raises he never hits his kids, but he raises his voice and he uses his authority. And and as I was watching the show, because I watched every episode of the show when I uh, dove into this. Oh, wow. Um, And all in a very short amount of time, you know, to try to like absorb what I was seeing, what the patterns were. Yeah. And that show is pretty like in terms of gender equality and sexism, it's pretty bad. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A product of its time in some
2: ways. Yeah, sure.
9: It's a product of its time. But I just wanted to put that out there because Jenny asked the question about gender. And so here I am talking about how great the Brady Bunch. And I do want to acknowledge that. That the way that they handle gender and then in the last season, they have a an episode about race that's actually pretty offensive, in my opinion. Uh, they don't mean it to be offensive.
2: Right. I don't even remember by that. By today's
9: standards, it's kind of, oh, they have, these, they have this family who lives in the neighborhood, and they adopt three kids, and one of them's white, and one of them's Asian, and the other one's black. And one of the neighbors is racist and has something to say about it, and the parents stand up to her. And so that part is pretty good.
2: I never, I never even saw that episode. I wonder if, oh, the, no. yeah, I wonder if the stage because I used to watch you know reruns of the Brady Bunch when I was a kid on uh, Channel fifty six yeah. out of Boston up here. I wonder, I wonder if they they passed on that particular episode. Um, I
9: don't know. There were definitely there were I, definitely episodes that I saw when I was watching them all, and I was like, I barely remember this one. So I'm sure that the rotation there's a lot of. Oh, oh my nose! And the ones with the singing, uh, and you broke Mom's favorite bass. You know there are certain ones that probably get played an awful lot, and this one right. probably not.
2: Mom always said, "Don't uh, play ball in the house." Hey, um, exactly. Wait, no, I think maybe I do remember that race episode though, now, because isn't there a kind of a, a twist on it where uh, the white kid that they adopted they actually got from the Bradys because they wanted to get rid of Oliver.
9: No. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Nope. Oh, okay.
2: I'm confused then. But
9: Oliver is pretty bad. Yeah. And, you know, that's the inter- the interesting thing about Oliver is I remember him being just a pain in the butt and like not likable at all.
2: Well, he was an interloper. Uh, it's like, you you know, you're you're all settled in with this family. Yeah.
9: And then all of a sudden right. this extra dude shows up. I'm actually Facebook. Well, none, friends. Of them, none of them were cute anymore. So you had to try to bring in a cute kid. But,
2: right. Right.
9: Yeah. So my recollection was that this. Like, I didn't like this kid. Right, yeah. And then when you watch it, he's only in, like, three episodes. Doesn't he seem like he looms a lot larger because he's kind of, like, painting the waters? But he's only in, like, three episodes.
2: (laughs) I'm actually— He's barely there. I'm Facebook friends with uh, Robbie Rist, uh, the actor who who played Oliver. (laughs) Are you? Yeah, I've never met him in person, but we have some mutual friends. Yeah, Robbie Rist is his name. Nice guy. Um, but, uh, can I, can
9: you try to get me in touch with him? Oh, that's a good idea. Cause you just did the
2: interview with Lloyd uh, J. Schwartz. That's a great idea. Yes, yeah. I, I will, I will connect you with him. Um, and, and one, okay. and one other great. question about that, cause I know you got to go, but is it jarring when you're, when you're binge watching the Brady Bunch and all of a sudden there's this episode where all the, uh, all the males in the cast suddenly have perms? <laughs>
9: Yeah, well, and the other thing is that uh, Robert Reed, at a certain point, I think it's late, like late in season three, he not only gets the perm, which he keeps all the way through the end, <laughs> yeah, but every shirt that he wears, he has like three sh- three buttons unbuttoned. <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's showing his chest. A little much for a father with six children, in my opinion. It's a little risque.
2: Right, right. Yeah. I
9: mean, it'd be one thing if... I don't know what John McCain would think about that, but...
2: Yeah. I mean, it would be one thing if it was just him and and, uh, and Mrs. Brady, but, uh, you know, you got Alice there, too. It's like, you know, do you really want to be shown off the chest with uh, a, single, uh, a single lady in the house as well? You I know? do
4: know this. Jamming Gadar is not
6: a federal responsibility.
2: I don't know what that has to do with anything, uh John I don't know uh, the,
6: what the connection is.
9: The ghost yeah.
2: of John McCain is, is very uh very vulgar at times.
9: You know, that's <laughs> an interesting statement,
2: isn't it? You know, he, I mean he he was like that in uh Look, I'm a big boy. Well I know, but you're you're out of control there, uh, ghost of John McCain.
9: Well uh Hey Matt, you need to you need to teach me like how to get a hold of clips like that and stuff. That would be so funny to add to my show. Um, to, you know, if I, I don't know how to do any of that stuff, so maybe we can talk off the air.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, the easiest way is create some sort of online poll with uh, the entity whom you uh, wish to summon. And, uh, cause, right because from what i've read they get kind of bored you know they don't even have bodies they're just kind of floating around out there and they need something to do and then you know someone yeah. summons them and then they show up and then they haunt you forever which you know so it's a double-edged sword but uh yeah i'll help you it with is that a sword.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> i'll help you with that I, I, absolutely um uh, all right doctor well thank you so much do you want to give your your website one more time and anything else you want uh folks to know
9: Sure. It's drjohnrich.com. Uh, that, you don't spell out the word doctor. It's just d-r-j-o-h-n-r-i-c-h.com. Um, I'm actually currently looking for people who want to contribute. If you have a parenting story of your own or something that you're interested in writing about or something that you're interested in having me write about, um, I'm looking for some contributors at, at this moment. And then the book is called Positive Parenting. You can the easiest way to find that would be on Amazon.
2: All right, all right, fantastic. Well, we we do need to to get back to doing this more often because this is always a pleasure. Yeah. So uh, thank yeah. thank you so much. You know, whenever's whenever's convenient for you, we'll make it happen. And uh, this has been great. It's great to talk to you. And congratulations yeah. again on getting the book out. That's uh that's that's wonderful. So.
9: Thanks. I'll reach out to you real soon about Robbie Rist. And oh yeah yeah yeah. The sound stuff and scheduling another appearance.
2: All right, you got it brother. Sounds great.
9: Great. All right, John. Thanks a lot.
2: All right, you got it. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, that was uh Dr. John D Rich Jr. It was nice to uh Uh, Nice to talk to him again. I I could have talked to him longer, but I I think he, uh, you know.
6: Something suddenly came up. Yes.
2: So there you have it, uh, Dr. John D. Rich Jr. and uh, the ghost of John McCain and I all hanging out together. That was a lot of fun. This has been another edition of the best of Matt Connerton Unleashed. Don't worry, the show will be back soon, live weekdays, 4 to 6 p.m. on WMNH 95.3 FM in Manchester. And I'll talk at y'all a little bit later.
1: Bye, everybody.
6: Something
1: suddenly came up. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so
9: winning was a dream come true.
1: Chumba Casino was America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes